Welcome to episode 13 of a Tumbling Podcast of Flesh. This is Corey's Crypt. This is BDG Reviews. Alright, man. So this week has been uh, pretty busy. We uh, had to watch eight Saw films. Yeah. So it's it's <laughs> going to be a lengthy discussion on the Saw films. And uh, Indeed. I wonder if uh, the Halloween gods knew we were discussing eight movies, because there wasn't much news at all this week. There wasn't, like... Uh very very you know little news yeah i don't know what the deal was with that because uh, i was even listening to uh the 22 shots podcast yeah and uh even jp was he who does the news on that show he was saying how threadbare the news was and how he was grasping at straws for stuff so i, don't I know, know it... if they took halloween off or october off or what the deal is i know it it seems kind of odd yeah. you know it it being uh you know halloween and all yeah really bizarre <laughs> so yeah like, really the news section is going to be not long because like i said i only wrote down one two four different things yeah like i said i went to dread central and bloody disgusting and was looking for stuff and it was really weird yeah yeah i i just have a couple of things nothing major you Honestly, uh, you probably already have them listed, anyways. So yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll start it off uh, with the news here. So the first bit of news I got is IFC picks up a movie called Mary Shelley, which is uh, okay. starring Elle Fanning as Mary Shelley, and it, I guess it's a a, a biography type thing of a author of uh, Frankenstein. Well, that could be interesting. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And uh, Elle Fanning, I don't know, there's something really attractive about her. Like, yeah. And, uh, the Neon Demon and everything. Yeah. Have you seen <laughs> the Neon Demon? I've seen some of it. I started on it, and then I just kind of stopped watching, and I'm just like, I gotta get back into it. Yeah, it's a bizarre movie. I, I really yeah. did enjoy it, though. Yeah. That uh, Nicholas Winding Refn or whatever who directed it. Yeah. You know, we were talking about Maniac Cop. I, did you hear he was going to do a Maniac Cop remake for the longest time? Yeah, I remember hearing that. Um, whatever happened with that, do you know? know it got can- well, it got sh- canceled. They're not doing it. Uh, I would have actually been really interested to see what he would have done. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's his, the thing, you know? Yeah, his style's like all uh, just about style, pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the sort of thing... Um, Something like Maniac Cop, for example, which is like a very like linear story and everything. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to see you know someone not known for that style of filmmaking to yeah. take it on to plus see what the, they do. Yeah. Plus, it's the perfect time for it with all the police brutality and blah blah blah. But oh yeah, perfect time for it. You know. And plus, yeah. I don't know if if you have the Maniac Cop two Blu-ray, but. Nicholas Winding Refn has a whole commentary on it, like a fan, <laughs> like a fan commentary. That's kind of neat. Um, yeah, I don't have the. I only have the first Blu-ray. I've been meaning to pick up the second and third, but just never got around to it. Yeah, they're. I gotta say, uh, you know, Synapse handled the first Maniac. Co- oh, you have Arrow though, don't you? Yeah, I, I have the Arrow release. Yeah. Well, in the U.S., it's Synapse, and. Yeah. Uh, Blue Underground released part two and three, but the transfers that Blue Underground did are amazing. Yeah, I've I've never been disappointed by a Blue Underground. Yeah, they're awesome. Transfer. Yeah, I mean, um, they kind of 
I always found with Blue Underground, they kind of took over from um, Anchor Bay back in the day, back in, like, the DVD days. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they've just sort of kept up that quality over the years. Yeah, I think one of the main reasons why is the owner of that label yeah. is passionate about movies, William Lustig. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> this IFC movie, though, I mean, I'm... I'm not going to rush out to pick it up. I'll watch it eventually, but... Yeah, I'll probably wait for Netflix or something. Yeah, there you get all the IFC movies. Yeah. But like I said, this is the definition of grasping at straws here. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. IFC film. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but this next uh, piece of news a lot of people will be excited for, probably you too. Mm-hmm. The Blu-ray was announced for Twin Peaks event for <laughs> December 7th. Yeah, I, I saw that. Um, in America, they wanted over $60 for it. That's insane. I mean... I can't uh, even imagine what it's going to be up there, but... I know. And the thing is, um, it didn't actually... It didn't do very well, did it? It bombed bad. But yeah, dude, so are people going to pay it? for it is insane, man. I know. I mean, hell, I don't think the, the first box set yeah, was you... that much. That whole box, when it first came out, it was like eighty yeah. bucks. Yeah. Now but you with can get that, it you're like... getting with that you're getting two seasons, a movie, a wealth yeah. of bonus features. This you're just getting. It's not even a season. It's a, yeah. like a mini series event. Yeah. I, I I don't know. You know, I'll I'll probably wait for a price drop. Yeah. Uh, you don't have Black Friday. Uh, yeah. You you guys already celebrated Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. We get like um. Sort of a, a Black Friday. Like, we have some deals, you know, but they're not as big as they are down there. Yeah. You know, we usually end up getting, you know, we might get a couple of door crasher deals. You guys get, like, you know, Cyber Monday or whatever, where it's, like, we a, get, yeah, I like tend, Cyber deals? I tend to go for Cyber Monday simply because, you know, it's too much work just to go out and wait you, in lines I've, and everything. I've never done the Cyber deals like yeah. i've always gone to the stores when i do go yeah but uh like what kind of, what are some good sites for the cyber thing well i know amazon actually usually have a pretty good cyber monday deals um really but they're they seem to be like timed yeah do they usually so have like, horror and stuff yeah yeah they do sometimes i i remember a, c- a couple of years back or whatever it was like um from like 10 to 11 this group of stuff was on sale really cheap and then kind of like from 11 to 12, this other bunch of stuff. You know, so you kind of have to be really on the ball. Yeah. Do they release a schedule beforehand so you'd know? Usually, yeah. I think um, uh, Blu-ray.com usually have a listing of when things are going on. And, yeah, I'll you know, pay attention to that. Yeah, it's 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 worth it, you know. Well, at least, at least for me it is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, because I'm wanting yeah. to pick up the Gotham seasons and stuff. And a oh, few yeah. other things. Like, I want to pick up Rings. I want to pick yeah. up the Bye Bye Man. Like, you know, stupid horror movies that bombed. Yeah. I want to be able to pick them up for, like, three or four bucks, you know? Yeah, I don't think you'll have a problem for that, at least with Rings. <laughs> yeah, because Black Friday, usually those movies are on sale real cheap, like ones that bombed and didn't do good. Yeah. So I'm, And, I mean, I'm... usually, I mean, for for the cheap price, they're worth it. Yeah. 
you know, things like Rings and the Bye Bye Man, you know, I, I got them both on Blu-ray. But, you know, I, I paid about, like, ten bucks a piece for them. Yeah. You know, which even that is a little bit much. Yeah, like I said, I'm comfortable you know, paying, like, four or five tops. Oh, yeah, you pay that, you know, you, it's not wasted, even if the movie's crap. Yeah. Because I yeah. do want to see them, but I don't want to pay ten or yeah. fifteen for them. Yeah. Anyways, man. But, uh... Yep. Next piece of news is Leatherface hits Blu-ray in December. Yep. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I I haven't watched it yet. You know. Um, essentially, what I've heard is it's it's more similar to a Wrong Turn movie than it is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I've heard mixed things. Like some people say it's complete shit, but I've heard a lot of people say it's actually good. Yeah, I, I get the idea that it's it's from what I can tell, I think it's pretty decent but not as a Texas Chainsaw movie. Yeah. I heard like if, like if you really look at it as your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you it's one of those ones probably if you look at it as its own movie, you you're probably gonna enjoy it. Yeah. But maybe if you look at it comparing it back to the Texas Chainsaw, you're kind of like, Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pretty excited to see it. Yeah, I mean, it I want to see the twist could that you're talking about. Yeah. I'm yeah. already assuming it's going to be like Leatherface is revealed to be someone you didn't expect to be Leatherface, you know? Yeah, like, probably. Like, I have a feeling you're going to be following one character, and then yeah, at and the end gonna... it'll be revealed, oh, he was Leatherface, you know? Yeah. That's um, just what I'm assuming. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that that's probably a good bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the last piece of... Well, before I go to the last piece of news, mm-hmm. talk about some theater stuff. Unfortunately, after this jigsaw, I don't think there's uh, anything really spectacular on the horizon as far as theater movies go. The only thing I can think of is um, uh, the Guillermo del Toro movie, The Shape of Water. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know whether you can really put that into, like, horror yeah, that's more... Guillermo a, del Toro is almost like his own genre unto fantasy, himself. It's almost like a dark fantasy. Yeah. You know, but... Um, I do got to say that Winchester movie looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that does look pretty Did good. Did they show um, the trailer for that when you saw Jigsaw? No, I didn't see it with that, but I've seen the trailer online. Yeah, it actually looks pretty decent. Yeah. Oh, well, one thing, too, I want to say about the theater, dude, is... Uh, mm-hmm. There was a movie that was really... Well, Amityville Awakening went to theaters yesterday for one night, and I guess it's terrible. But I don't know what they expected, releasing it for free. And I know, and, and then the putting it in theaters. Yeah. But regardless, uh, so whatever. Yeah. So that'll come to Blu-ray soon, but... Yeah. Uh, there was a movie that I heard about after the day it was... I was only in for like one day, supposedly, but it's called Keep Watching. Keep Watching... It was that, that name trailer, is really familiar. You know the the poster looks really lame, too. Yeah. But I watched the trailer for it uh, last night. It looks yeah. really really good. Like I wish I would have saw that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. I'm just gonna look that up right now. Yeah, the the trailer looked Keep awesome, man. Me. When that comes out on Blu-ray, I'm getting it for sure. Yeah. I mean, um. Here we go. Keep watching. Uh, it may still be in theaters other places, but it was only one night around me. 
Yeah, it from what I'm seeing here, you know, it's just showing um like show times for tomorrow just like on Google and yeah. it just seems to be it looks to be one showing at each cinema at like 10 and 1005 and stuff. Yeah, it looks really yeah. good though. Like the trailer looked really gritty and stuff. Yeah. Like after the podcast you should look it up. Yeah, I think I will. But uh <laughs> The last piece of news is what I was most excited for when I was uh, writing down the news last night. I saw it, and I almost shit my pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Waxwork Records is releasing the 1990 miniseries soundtrack of It on vinyl. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I'm assuming the vinyl is going to be red. I mean, I don't really know what other colors you can go with. I would assume so. I mean, you know, it's and it's this sort of thing. To keep up with everything that's coming out, you need to do the colored vinyl, don't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Cause it gets if you everyone just do more a, excited. Yeah, you just do a black record and people will be like, well, okay. Well, there's well, only nothing one ex- special. Yeah, there's only one exception for it. Like the, I, I don't know if I told you, but I got the Blair Witch vinyl. Yeah. For uh, the Adam Wingard version. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, the record's black, but when you ordered it online, yeah, uh, they give the description of a, you know, creepy soundtrack, whatever, but then it said, uh, f- first time available pressing on midnight black vinyl. Oh my it's God. It's just black, <laughs> dude. I'm looking at it, I'm like, wow. It's like, like yeah. Way like, to really upsell this thing. Yeah, like like it's something special, and it's no. just... You should be honest, point. though, the, the, it, the black fits that vinyl, though, you know what I mean? Yeah, Because yeah. it's the Blair Witch, Midnight in the Woods, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's not really any colors you could... Maybe, like, wood? Like, sticks, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. But, or maybe if, like, uh, it had, like, a picture disc with, like, the stick figure guy thing on it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm really stoked to get this 1990, uh, whenever oh, it's yeah. released. Waxwork does a good job, and... I just sent you a picture yesterday. I got the remake. Oh yeah, Th- that, I love that that cover art. Yeah, man. the balloons with him poking out. Yeah, I actually have that as the wallpaper on my computer. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great picture. Yeah, I like it a lot. Simple, but, it, but you know. But it's funny this this vinyl. If you bought it off Amazon or uh, any other store, the record's just black. Like, it's yeah. the same sleeve, but the vinyl's black. But it F- Do you have FYE up there? No, but uh, I've been to a few of them down in the States. Uh, well, FYE exclusive. It's, uh, you know, one of the records is red, one of the records is white. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, it's just something kind of awesome when they do that. Yeah. There's a, and it's cool, the, uh, I put it on and was listening to it. There's some mm-hmm. creepy uh, sound bites in it. Like, between yeah. all the songs, you hear, like, these kids going, like, la, la, la. It's, like, weird. <laughs> and oh, then, uh, man. Yeah. And you know that sound in the trailer where it was, like, did it, did it? There was, like, some weird yeah. sound. Yeah. I can't even describe it. But that's all I, in it. I know the one you mean. <laughs> that's yeah. cool. But, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been really heavy into vinyl right now. Yeah. Like, I mean. I got that Hellraiser 30th anniversary oh, did... vinyl. Did you get it? That's cool. Yeah, and it was uh, the cool because when I was ordering it, the they were describing the vinyl as looking like, they called it Bloodshed. Yeah. And uh, the actual vinyl is red, yeah. and there's, like, black things in it, so it looks like just 
blood oh. and guts just splattered. It's awesome looking. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. And then there's a less thing about vinyl thing. I mm-hmm. I think I think it's either waxwork or mondo. One of the mm-hmm. t- I think it's waxwork though. Mm-hmm. They uh they're releasing the soundtrack to uh Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, Jason lives. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, dude. In the vinyl, it's called like Tommy Jarvis something, but it, the the vinyl is like blue and it actually looks like water and everything. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, when you when you said Tommy Jarvis, I was thinking like, what is it going to be denim or something? <laughs> uh, I always love uh the Friday the Thirteenth the game when you Tommy Jarvis comes out. Oh yeah, comes come running on. out and all denim with the shotgun or the I know. Whatever. It's great, and and the funny thing is, you know, you know, you come out and and like especially if you're playing as him, you come out kind of feeling like a badass. Yeah, then you get owned. Yeah, then you shoot <laughs> Jason once, and then you run like a little girl for the rest of the game. Yeah, and that's like, damn, <laughs> I let everyone down. Yeah, well, have you heard the new um, the bit of news about that game that uh. I, know they I don't did know what they're out yet. Stuff or new... They're they're doing the you know how they have the Pamela tapes. Yeah. Oh, the Tommy Jarvis tapes. Tommy Jarvis tapes written by Adam Green. Yeah. So I mean that could be interesting. Yeah, we're gonna have to get on that sometime real soon. We we are again. definitely. I've I've been I've been playing a few rounds, you know. But seriously, you get someone who comes in with the part four Jason. And just own everything. Just, like I said, I've said before, maybe it's just me and then the particular games I've been playing in, but I kid you not, I, have, I haven't I have survived over seven minutes with the Part 4 Jason. Wow. You haven't and even played with Part 4 Jason yet. I, I haven't, I haven't, you know, I, I'm not at that level to have unlocked him yet, but I, I've played against a couple of people playing him, and literally, it's almost like a complete, you know, complete, like everybody's killed within ten minutes. Hey, at least the matches go quick, though. If you die first, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it, it's the sort of thing, you know. Um, I don't know whether he's just super OP or what, but I mean I know he has like the run ability. Yeah. Which is, I, I don't want to say it's unfair, but they always seem to he always seems to show up when I'm out of stamina. <laughs> And he yeah. can run, and I can't, so I run and jump in the water or something. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Does he look badass? He looks pretty damn cool. He, essentially, he looks like a slightly modified Part 3 version. Does he have mask on or mask off? He has the mask on, but like all of them, you can get the mask off. But yeah. um, I, I've, I've yet to see someone get the mask off. Yeah. Like, like while, while I'm playing. Yeah. I like. Yeah. I always like seeing the uh, retro Jason playing. Oh with him. yeah, I just I just love the the music. How the music changes. Yeah. You know, and you and you're just like, dee, 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 and you're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the eight bit music. Yeah. All right, well, that's all the news I got. You got anything? Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple of things. Um, Rob Zombies is apparently going to be doing another movie with uh, about the Devil's Rejects. Oh yeah. Yeah, I did hear about that. So I I don't know if it's gonna it's supposed to be a prequel or a sequel. I don't know how it could be a sequel, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm down for I, it. So am I. I mean, I love those characters. Yeah. And it's it also it's a sort of thing. It it sort of proves that Rob Zombie is better 
you know, when he does original stuff. Yeah. You know, and he's better when, uh, essentially, when, when the bar is, is low. You yeah, know? I see what you mean. I mean, he's at the, I think he's at the lowest point in his career. Yeah, so if he does, like, a really kick-ass thing with the Devil's Rejects, you know, um, brings them back up, and, yeah. uh, <clears throat> you know, no one's expecting a super, something super great, and if something's above average... We'll be happy about it, you know? Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. The, uh, yeah. I gotta say, the, uh, <clears throat> funny, I was pretty hyped when I heard it, and I was talking to my buddy Dustin, and he's mm. going to do it. I told him, I was like, oh, Rob Zombie's doing a, uh, sequel or another volume of Firefly Family, basically. And yeah. he was like, man, talk about, a, a, like, a desperate move from a filmmaker. Uh, and it does seem that way when he brought it up like that. It's like, yeah, he's at the lowest point of his career, so kind of like tapping the well again, you know? The, yeah, but I mean, hey, if he can pull it off. Yeah, no, I'm down. If it's good, I'm down for it. I mean, I mean, honestly, like when after House of a Thousand Corpses, yeah, I honestly didn't expect anything from The Devil's Rejects when I first saw it. I didn't expect that it was going to be really good. But I saw it and, and it it blew me away because I wasn't I was expecting like nothing. You like the uh, Devil Devil's Rejects better than House of a Thousand Corpse? Uh, I do and I don't. They're very different movies. Yeah. Essentially, what I think those two movies do is they show that if you had given Rob Zombie um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre instead of Halloween. Yeah. He would have made an awesome remake. Yeah, he should have done the Texas Chainsaw. It 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 completely fits in his wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, as opposed to Halloween. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't. I would have. I feel like they should give uh, Rob Zombie like an Ilsa sequel or something because oh, that would he did be the perfect. Werewolf Woman of the SS and all that. Yeah. Like, yeah. He'd do really good with a a throwback Nazi exploitation. Essentially, thing, you know? anything with exploitation in the name, yeah. <laughs> give it to Rob Zombie, and he'll 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 do a great job. Honestly, It'd be cool I to mean, see Rob Zombie do a black exploitation movie. Oh, that would be awesome. He could do it because his black characters in his movies end up being the coolest. They are. They're they're literally like easily. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, I always liked what's his name in um, the first Halloween. Um, oh, what's his name from? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I loved his character. Yeah, he was in it for like are coming out or something. You're yeah, it's like, or whatever talking about yeah. the enchilada. I don't even remember what he's eating. He's like, You better get out of here before I finish dropping this load and it's yeah. like, Oh my you hear that and you're just like Damn, he just sounds like such a badass. Yeah. It what you makes know? it cooler is that Tom Sawyer playing when oh, yeah. Myers yeah. is walking to that truck stop. Yeah, that was just a great an all around great scene and yeah. you know Ken Free's like pretty awesome no matter what you put him in. Yeah, definitely. But he, you know, he's been in so many iconic horror franchises. He has even stuff sometimes you, com- you completely even forget he was in. Yeah. You know, and then you're like, oh damn, he was in that. Yeah. And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, well, there's that bit of news, and also there's um, I don't even know whether you can really call this news. Uh, apparently, uh, James O'Barr, the creator of uh, the, the Crow, Crow yeah. is, is um, working closely with the new director of it, 
And they reckon pre-production is going to start in February? Yeah, I've given up hope on a Crow movie, man. How many I years never... have we heard about that? I, I, If it gets made, and James O'Barr is involved, like, heavily, I think it could be quite good. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not uh, holding my breath. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, remember for a while they had Bradley Cooper signed on to play Eric Draven or whatever they were going to yeah. call him? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just like now they have, um, uh, I think Jason Momoa is still attached. Oh, okay. You know, I, I, I don't know. He seems I mean, like too buff and everything to be the crow. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see, you know what I would like? I'd like if they, they take it back in time. Take oh, it yeah, back like to the like you know colonial times or something like that. Yeah, and, ha- and like tie it into like the whole like like Native American type stuff and everything. That would be cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they've done you that know? in the comics, so. Yeah, I mean, and obviously it works if they did it there. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I'd like to see it just go in a completely different direction because they're almost always the same. You know, yeah. like they're in like a city. You know, and it's like uh. You know, like the city's like Run a character unto itself. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'd like to see it like in like colonial times. Yeah, that would that would be really interesting. Yeah, or like the Civil War or something. Or yeah, something during Basically during the, the time. Assassin's Creed of horror movies or whatever you. That, that would be a horror movie, but you know. No, but you know, you know like know. Assassin's Creed is a new time period every time. Yeah, see, that would be awesome. I would love to see that. I mean. Like the crow crows through the ages, if you will. Yeah, definitely. You Could know, see Spawn one like do the same the... thing if they stand yeah. as good those sequels. Yeah, honestly, with Spawn, I would like to see um... the Middle Ages one. Yeah, yeah you know, with, with like what was that one called the that wasn't kind of like Dark Ages or something or yeah, and there was that like kind of like the I keep wanting to say anti-Spawn, but that's not really the word. It was kind of blue, if I remember right. Yeah, I like, don't remember too much. I, I don't know. Redeemer or something? I don't know. Like, the the god equivalent of Spawn? Yeah. You know? Like, that would have been kind of cool. Definitely. Or, hell, honestly, I'll, I'm going to throw this out there. If anyone, if anyone's listening, like, that can, you know, make movies, I want to see a movie of The Darkness. The video game? Yeah. And I want it worked in to, like... Is that the you know, mob guy, right? He's a mob yeah. dude? Yeah. Yeah, and he's got the thing... You know, I would like to see that as a movie, and I want to see it worked into the Spawn universe. Are they connected at all? Sort of. I mean, um, they were both image comics, from what I know. Oh, okay. And and I think there's been some crossover in the past. Okay. But, I mean, I mean, how cool would that be? Like, you got, like, like um, you make... The darkness, the bad guy, yeah, and and spawn kind of like the good guy. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Do you remember I mean, a comic back in the day called Grendel? Oh, I loved Grendel. Isn't it crazy they never made a movie? It is. I mean, and it's just such a. I, I want to say like a simple idea. You know, like like the mask design and everything was just like totally iconic, but a really simple design. Yeah, I know. I can't believe they never made a movie of that. Yeah, and I mean, there's been so many different versions of Grendel. 
Yeah. You know, they had, like, Grendel Prime or whatever, like, the, like, robot one or something. You had the one that fought Batman at one point. <laughs> yeah, Grendel that, that, versus Batman. Yeah, Grendel versus Spawn. I'm pretty sure they did that. You know, that that's something that would be neat to see. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, last bit of news I got here. Well, last two bits of news. One, you can now buy that 3D printed head of Mrs. Voorhees. Really? Um, How much yeah. is that? It is four hundred and seventy-five dollars. Oh God, yeah. the guy bought the bought the original like like prop, and then he's like three D scanned it, and he's doing uh, you know, they're going to be exact reproductions, and uh, I guess they're going to be painted by hand and everything. If it was a, like a hundred and fifty or less, I'd get it, but there's no yeah. way to paint over four hundred dollars for it. No, apparently from what it says here, he's offering a run of 10. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the sort of thing, from what I know, it's just like a guy. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's um, it's like a company or anything, but I hey, tell you... as well, it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, more someone, people can enjoy it. Someone should license that, go to him, license it from him, or whatever, and... NECA, uh, should, NECA should license it, do cheaper... Oh versions. yeah! Use cheap like foam or whatever they need to use to yeah. be able to mass produce it. Because you know NECA puts the life size Jason yeah. masks and stuff. Yeah, I love those. Yeah, they <laughs> ought to just do a Pamela Voorhees head. Yeah, yeah, I mean. yeah. And last bit of news is just here. Um, it has now made six hundred and sixty-six million dollars worldwide. And it's uh, opening up in another 2,500 theaters. That's exclusively just for Halloween, though, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah that movie's doing crazy. Yeah. It's just, dude, the, I can't even believe how much money that made. It's still, like, overpowering movies that are coming out now, you know? It, it is. From what I know, it's number seven at the box office still. Wow. And it costs $35 million to make. Wow. And it's made... You know, see that uh, in my eyes, you know, all that you'd think, or I would think, uh, who New Line and Warner, I would think, yeah, rush out a sequel for October of 2018. Yeah, fast track it, you know, just don't, you know, strike while the iron's hot. People want to see the second half of it, people are still buzzing about it. Yeah, they want us to wait till mid 2019. It seems so, man. It is. I mean, I think it's something to do with, like, like uh, contractual things, like uh, like uh, the director's doing some other movie, and it's going to be uh, done first or something. Yeah, I don't know. Andres Machete's doing some other, oh, the lock and key thing. Yeah. See, I feel like, you know, if he can't do it, you know, get someone else to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, let's get it. Let's get it going. Like, we want to see it, you know what I mean? Like... Even if yeah. it said October 2018, I'm still sitting here thinking, like, damn, that's quite a long time. Yeah. Maybe it's 2019 <clears throat> because Andres Machete wants to do Lock and Key, which I'm calling right now is going to bomb. I already could feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't have the... Not enough people know what Lock and Key is. No. And it's it's a shame because, I mean, Lock and Key is pretty good, but, you know... Yeah, it's decent, but it's not... It's not it. Yeah. not It's not hugely popular with mainstream... Yeah, I mean, um, well, you never know. I mean, I mean, 
they might pull a what's it called a, a lion's gate on us. What's like that? they um like what they did with um the director of the last two Saw movies. We'll get get more into it when we start the, talking about it, but uh, essentially, um, he was gonna after part six, he was gonna direct uh, Paranormal Activity two, and essentially they uh, they pulled a bit of a fast one on him and sort of forced him to do part seven instead. Wow. Yeah, it was in the contract or whatever that they could bring him back if they wanted, and then they sort of just did that. Wow. And it seemed to me, at least at the time, more of, you know, we just don't want paranormal activity to beat us. Well, you know what's crazy now that I think about it? You know, mm. last episode we reviewed Jackals, which is yep. from the same director as Saw Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <coughs> yeah, well, that's all the news I got, so. <laughs> all right, man. Yep. Yeah, really slow week for news, but... The yeah. waxwork release of it vinyl was good enough though for it all. Yeah, that that. Do you need to get up on it and get a record player, man? Yeah, I actually saw one today just for like uh, sixty bucks, so yeah, it might be worth. Been... It's worth it just yeah. to get a starter one like that. Get yeah. Get your vinyl collection going, and then if you end up liking it a lot, upgrade to a better. Yeah. Setup. And, and I mean, a lot of these soundtracks are coming out exclusively on vinyl, aren't they? Well, yeah, that's what you, it's all it's coming, you know, all, that's what, like, the big thing, they're not going to release CDs, um, yeah. you know what I mean, but, yeah. yeah, dude, like, what's cool, too, is you never, there's, it's almost hard to keep up with, like, it seems every week there's new batches of stuff hitting it, Yeah. and it's yeah. all, fuck, it's all badass, man. Yeah. Like, it's real, yeah, you need to get up on it, man, because it's fun, dude. Like, looking at the artwork big like that and stuff, and yeah, I mean, the gate folds, and then seeing, like, that house one you showed me. Oh, yeah. Where it looks like a slab of wood. That's just, I, I, that's just kind of cool. Yeah, man. And plus, you like uh, metal and stuff, you know, there's a lot of good metal. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah, definitely, and, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, just the other day, uh, I saw, um, what was it, um, uh, Gigi Allen record. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, new printing of a Gigi Allen record for, like, uh, it was, like, ten bucks or something. Yeah, well, a lot of that punk stuff and stuff came out exclusively yeah. on vinyl back in the day. Yeah. Like, I so heard he... a, lot, a lot of punk bands back in the day refused to put their stuff out on CD. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, CD's a good... <laughs> yeah, it's convenient. It's cool. Yeah. But it's, I think it was just the attitude, the do-it-yourself attitude of, you know, let's put out a vinyl 7-inch or whatever. Yeah, probably. But anyways, <laughs> two releases. We're still, yep. we narrow it down to what's coming out, you know, yeah. this upcoming week. The problem with that, there's only one title coming out October 31st, and that's Dark Tower. Yeah, have you seen the cover for that? No. I, I, oh I, did, I had no idea it was God. even coming out till last night when I looked up to see what was coming out. It's kind of horrible. Really? It, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. <clears throat> now, I mean, this this is the the Best Buy exclusive cover or whatever. Yeah. It's by... Uh, I, 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 I don't know what to make of it. It's like... I'll, I'll, I'll send you the link. Tell me what you think. I mean, it's... It's just kind of, you know, odd, to say the least. Uh, 
how the hell do I send links? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. I'll 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 figure it out. Uh, but this uh, is it weird yeah. that I have no interest in seeing Dark Tower at all? Like, no, zero well, the, interest. No, it's not weird. I mean, um, I saw it in the theater, and like I, I've said before, it's like kind of like a generic fantasy. I mean, listen to one of those things where if it's on sale for, like, four bucks on Black Friday. Oh, yeah, it'll be worth it for that. Yeah. I'm sure, I I bet you this will be on sale on Black Friday. Oh, I'm quite sure it will. I mean, there's no... I feeling it's not going to sell good. I mean... No, I'm, and I mean, uh, unless the, the, what's it called, the, um, the TV series that they plan to do, if that... I doubt that's going to happen. Yeah, I kind of doubt it as well. I think this bombed um, too hard for that to happen. It's a shame, really, because, I mean, there, there's some... I, I kid you not, there's some really neat Easter eggs in it. Yeah, I think this book series... They, it, these producers would have been better off doing it as a series to begin with. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think definitely. if people saw that, oh, it's a Stephen King actual show... Yeah. I think it'd do better than just releasing this as a movie. Definitely. But Definitely. I think if you did it as a series, I don't think you could get Matthew McConaughey or Idris Elba or whatever. From what I know, Idris Elba actually signed on for the series. Really? Yeah, so, um, who knows, you know? Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, so there's that coming out. Because, <laughs> you know, I figure Matthew McConaughey and them, you know, they need to keep time open for movies and stuff, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, that's the only release, so I wrote down stuff that came out last week, because that, that's yeah. like notable, you know what I mean? Like, October 24th last week, Annabelle Creation came out. Yep. Now that I am going to buy, I that, haven't that's seen worth it, yet, it but I've yeah. heard literally nothing but good things about it. It puts the first one to shame. Yeah. You know what's funny is I saw the first one when it first came out, I really don't yeah. remember much about it. It, well, it's at, a very forgettable movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was at Wally Walmart and uh, found it in the yeah. bin for 7 bucks, the Blu-ray. So yeah. I was like, I'll pick it up, why not? You know? Yeah. Barely remembered it, so I was like, once I watch that, I'll pick up uh, Creation. Yeah, Creation but, is, is really good. Dude, when movies come out brand new, they're usually 20 bucks, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Annabelle yeah. Creation was twenty two ninety nine. Yeah, I, I I don't get it. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, I looked at it, I was like, what the hell? I mean, I could understand something like Stranger Things or whatever, you know, like the box set type thing being a... How much did that cost, by the way? That cost me uh, twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, that ain't bad. Yeah, so, you know, that was definitely worth it. I'm actually great, rewatching great that show set. right now. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to starting uh, the second season. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just waiting for Halloween to be over. <laughs> what is that? Just because since I'm doing reviews every day. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know. Uh... Dude, I'm glad you like that house is October built, though. I remember it when I first awesome. saw that, I was really impressed with it. And what what I really liked about it was, you know, when you when you get to the end and you sort of think about it, you know, these people are like crazy or whatever, but they, they haven't actually done anything that, like, bad. They haven't killed anybody or anything. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah, but that chick though, with that like white doll mask oh, or whatever, that thing is terrifying. Yeah, no, dude, when she walks on the bus and everything, like she's creepy. Oh looking. yeah, and and just just she just literally follows him in, and it's like, and he's like, just the way she looks. I don't know what's like, going on. Man. Yeah. Yo, I'm hyped for that sequel though, man. So am I. I mean, um, from what I've been hearing, it's not getting as good reviews as the original. Yeah. People have been saying, but you know, I'm then still again, hyped for it. so am I. I mean, I, I want to see what happens next in that. Yeah, in there's that actually story. a decent amount of sequels coming out that I'm really hyped for. That which, when that sequel comes out on Blu-ray, we'll have to do like a episode on those two. Definitely. And Definitely. Then, uh, one of these days, you need to pick up Creep or something because Creep Two, when that's yeah. released, we got to do a Creep one. Yeah, that would be good. I'm hyped for that sequel. I, like the first creep, I love with a passion, man. Yeah, it's it's like a real. It's almost like I don't know. It's a very uncomfortable movie. Yeah, it's unnerving, it, and it's one of those ones yeah. where it came out of nowhere. And like, yeah. you're watching, yeah. and you're like, "What is going?" It's just weird, man. And, yeah. Uh, did you see the trailer for the second one? I've seen. Yeah, yeah, I think I have. Yeah. It looks awesome, man. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited for that. And then uh, Strangers 2, which yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not as excited as I was. No. A, hearing the tagline, and B, the fact that that Bailey Madison chick mm-hmm. from like, the Adam Sandler movie and all that stuff is playing. Yeah. Me, so I'm kind of, eh. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'll um, still check it out because I love the Strangers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got a couple a strong, of... I have a strong feeling it's going to be really dumbed down. Probably. Because the screenshot they showed is that Bailey Madison chick, mm. like, screaming or something, and I'm just like, eh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and the thing that really bugged me, too, is she's wearing a Ramon shirt, and she probably can't even name one Ramon song. That's true. That shit really bugs me in movies. When you see yeah. like a really preppy girl or something wearing like a punk shirt like that, yeah, and you're I just mean, like, you know damn well that she ain't never listened to no song from them, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you see wearing like a Dead Kennedys shirt, and it's like, and you're like, oh no 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 no. It's like, wow. it's like you're going yeah. everything that the Dead Kennedys were against, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, yeah, so I've got a few releases that are coming out. Apparently, there's. The the Dawn of the Dead and Land of the Dead Scream Factories. Um, Pushback, yeah, that's right, to the 31st. Yeah, uh, Slaughter High. Yeah. But uh, that's a Vestron, you know, so that's going to be uh, a bit expensive. Yeah. Oh, the, the Hellraiser Steelbook is apparently coming out on, the, I think it's the 31st it comes out. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm debating on picking that up. I own so many versions of Hellraiser. Yeah. If you know what, if they have it up here, I might pick it up because that's just an awesome cover. Yeah, you think it will be in stores? Because I know the Ghost in the Shell Steelbook was in stores. Yeah, I mean, I I get the idea. It it, it probably will be in stores. I hope so. I'll pick you know, it up if it's somewhere. in stores because that Ghost in the Shell one, it was the Steelbook, yeah. but it actually had like a thick plastic slip cover. I love those. Yeah, I really like do. Clear plastic, but it was sturdy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it yeah. made the release like almost a lot heavier. Yeah. Yeah. So if this Hellraiser one has that, I'll definitely pick it up. Yeah. Okay. What else? Um, 
the lift and down. I'm those picking two. those up for sure. Yeah, they're essentially the same movie, but that's okay. Yeah, I think the lift was like '83, and down is like yeah. a 2000s remake. Yeah, by the same director and everything. Yeah, you know uh, that I love. I'm I'll buy any of those collectors editions. Blue Underground comes out with. Yeah, yeah. Like I actually just uh, put an order on Amazon, and Amsterdam was in it. Oh yeah, one of yeah. Dick Moss's films. Yeah, but. Like, I'll tell you and people listening, those Blue Underground releases, you're better off waiting, like, two months after they come out to buy them. Because yeah. I know the Stendhal Syndrome, Amsterdam, and I think mm-hmm. one other one, they had, like, issues. And people had to send, you know, they had to get replacement discs and all that. Yeah. So you're better yeah. off just waiting two months after they come out, hear yeah. these problems, then releasing it, because... That's annoying to be waiting for discs in the mail after you've bought it and all this and that, you know? Oh, definitely. Well, I always remember a long time ago, I think it must have been 10 years ago or so, I got a, an anime uh, disc of uh, Getter Robo. And I got it. it. It was like the first volume or whatever. I was like so happy I was going to put in. And it was ended up being the second volume printed on the first volume's, like, Cover, if you will. Like, uh, the disc and everything. Everything said Volume 1, but it was Volume 2. Damn. Would you have to contact the company, or...? Eventually, yeah. I mean, I... I, You know, it it was cheap, luckily. I got it for about, like, five bucks or whatever. So, I kept it as Volume 2. Yeah. And then, you know, I... uh, Then I ended up finally getting Volume 1, but... It ended up being again being the same one. So that one, I I called them, I wrote them, I'm like, hey, fix this. So yeah. they sent me a replacement. You yeah, know, uh, you know, it, one time it, I actually weird. had uh, about uh, it was like a special edition Afro Samurai. Yeah. And it was like a the deluxe edition came with two discs and yeah. whatever. But anyways, I got I bought it at Fye brand new, right? Yeah. I get it home and I go open it to watch it. Neither of yeah. the discs are there. It's just a completely empty case. Oh man, that's just—it it was weird because it was—it hadn't been opened. It was still shrink wrapped and all that stuff. It, yeah, it had never been opened, but there was no discs in there. Yeah, and so I that's walked a... into Fye and I was yeah. like, "Look, I know you guys aren't going to believe me, but I was yeah. like, look, I bought this, opened it up, and there was no discs. But yeah. the dude had seen me there many a times, and he was yeah. like, "Yeah, you know, I mean." I don't know why you'd lie about that, so. Yeah, and that's a definite, you know, manufacturing I'm like, fault, how do you just not you even know? put the discs in the case? Yeah, yeah, there, there's no real excuse for that. I mean, well, did you see um, uh, one of uh, Mr. Parka's latest videos? Uh, he got, I watched some of them. Not, I don't keep up with he, them. He got something. I forget what it was, and... Um, this is what someone had done. They'd ordered this movie. Yeah. And then sent it back, I guess saying they didn't want it or whatever. They sent back a screener copy. Wow, so, so they they so they'd got a screener copy from someone. And then Amazon sent him no, the screener and copy. They they when after they sent it back, I guess they just automatically put it back into circulation. So he ended up getting this screener copy. So he contacted whoever he ordered it from, and it was like, hey, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's lame. I mean, it's the same thing, but... 
It is, but, but I that, mean... If you get a screener copy, that negates, like, in the future, if you wanted to trade it in, you can't. Exactly. But, I mean, you know, I don't know why you would trade it in, but... No, no. But who wants a hole punch thing out of their thing? I know, it's, uh... Like, if you notice a lot of, like, of those people, those screener copies... Yeah. They can't use the reversible cover art. Because if no. they hole punch the barcode, then if yeah. they reverse the cover art, there's a big hole punch in the front cover art. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's the sort of thing, I mean, yeah, and, and like, honestly, if you're going to, like, sell a screener copy... Make it cheap. Just just sell the disc, yeah. you know, or, or let it be known it's a screener copy. Yeah, you know, because it's just the whole point of you're paying big money for something everyone else is getting for free. Yeah. You know, if I'm paying and big I mean, money, I want the brand new copy that has never been touched or nothing you know yeah and i think if i remember right this whatever it was he was reviewing i forget what it was but uh i think it was a, a quite a high dollar release you know i don't think it was like bargain bin i'd laugh levels, if it was you know blue. i'd laugh if it was blue underground <laughs> yeah i still oh. love blue underground but dude they seem to have a lot of problems recently yeah uh like i'm gonna get those two dick moss films but not right away yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the sort of thing. Um, they are, you're better waiting and seeing, you know, if there's any problems. Definitely. What am I, I'm, I'm a little worried, though, because I ordered Amsterdam off to Amazon. Yeah. I'm hoping this is, like, the new version, like, this isn't just old stock, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well... At least with Amazon, you you know that you'll be able to send it back no problem. Yeah. And I mean, hell, a lot of times even you tell uh, Amazon that something's wrong, they just send you a new one, and you don't got to... Return the other one. Don't have to return the other one, yeah. Yeah, it's... I've, I've, yeah. Yeah. So you I'm, got any other releases, or no? No, that seems to be it. Uh, yeah. That, that That's it, really. Yeah. All right, man, before we move to the Saw movies, I just want to throw two titles out there that I think every horror f fan should get for their collection, and that's Rawhead Rex by Kino. Yep. Which you did a review on, but it's just a beautiful yep. release, man. Shitty it is. movie, but beautiful release, oh, you know. definitely. Honestly, I have no clue how that movie is allowed to look as good as it does. I think it's just because so many people asked for it. Probably. Like that was one of the most asked for blu-rays yeah i mean, I mean it, it's of, it's fun but you know yeah, the list of uh blu-rays that like you know how there's there was that list where people everything people at like begged for like tales from the hood yeah just stuff like that you know really hard rare stuff that now all of it's getting released so yeah i mean well there's you a know, few least, like that uh, at least people are, you know, taking notice of what people want, right? Yeah. Like, there's a few old movies that are only on VHS that I want. Like, uh, Necronomicon, I want an official release of that. Yeah. And uh, I have it on the BDG Selects thing. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going up to Jersey next month to visit yeah. my mom. And, yeah. Uh, I don't want to carry around a bunch of movies in my backpack. I, I definitely know what you mean. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm bringing that, I'm saving that bdg select thing for when i go up there yeah so i could just pop in the flash drive and watch them all yeah because there's a bunch of stuff on there i want to see like necronomicon i never seen i want to see the friday the 13th fan film 
Yeah, definitely. Um, there's one on there also with what's his name um, from Maniac. Uh, oh, the Undertaker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and uh, they're all pretty good quality and everything. So yeah, I'm, I'm saving <laughs> it for next month of my mom's. Yeah. But uh, Clown House, though, I hope does get an official release someday. Like, I hope yeah. people come to their senses because that, I think that original cover art is awesome yeah. looking. Like the clown kind of looks neon looking a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But could you imagine if Scream Factory was like able to do like a collector's edition cover to Clown House? Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, they should just do this. You know, get the rights to it. And make it like a thing where X amount of the proceeds will go to, like, some charity for, like, abused kids or something. Yeah. You know, do that. You know, it's... The people who are pissed off right now will get over it. Yeah. I don't think it'll ever happen, though. I mean, look how much controversy came out with Jeepers Creepers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly... um. I'm quite sure some other country is going to get uh, a decent release of it. Yeah. You know, so maybe uh, pick that up from somewhere else sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So now <laughs> it's time for the main thing, reviewing eight Saw movies. Yep. <laughs> Dude, I had to, like, write down... You know what's funny is I wrote down, like, like who the torch was passed to in each of these, just because it gets really confusing. It does. It really does. You know, this is my first time looking at these notes since I watched them, so I'm yeah, I'm anxious to see how it goes here. So yeah. Saw 1, yeah. you know, this came out in, what, 04? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I love this movie, man. I think So do I. It's just the grittiness of it, the simplicity, you know. Yeah. I love the opening. It just starts off uh, Dr. Gordon and Adam wake up in a uh, bath, like a grungy bathroom. Yeah, I mean, and you know what does it for me more than anything else? The fact that they're not wearing shoes. Yeah, I didn't even know that, that. that. That's just, oh, it's just so cringy for me. I mean, just the thought, like, they're on this, like, nasty-ass floor and everything, and, and they're not wearing shoes. It's like, oh, Yeah. You know, it it sounds like a strange thing, but it's just so, like, ugh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Definitely. The bathroom is just really... I remember uh, that was, like, the biggest thing I thought of when I thought of Saul was that bathroom. Yeah. And I gotta say, in all the sequels, those are my favorite parts, is when they when show they that go, bathroom yeah. again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd forgotten, honestly, how good a movie Saw 1 was. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, when it first came out, you know, I saw it, like, two or three times in the theater. And then uh, when it came out on Blu-ray, I watched a bunch of times. So much so that I kind of got burned out on it. Yeah. So, literally, since about maybe um, 2006 or seven, I haven't watched it since then. Yeah. You know, so it, it was... I'd forgotten, you know, just how solid a release it is yeah let me ask you yeah. this saw one did you have it on blu-ray or dvd i had the blu-ray now when adam when it shows adam's flashback of yeah. him getting abducted in the photo developing yeah. room yeah did your transfer look really bad 
Um, like really crushed and everything. I I don't think so. I I seem to think it looked pretty decent. I mean, um, like the whole movie looked good, but that scene when he's in the photo developing room and he gets infected, yeah. it looked really really bad, man. Yeah, I, my uh, disc may have had a flaw or something. I don't know. Well, which which uh, disc? Yeah, which version? I have the collection. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, uh, the Blu-ray collection. I actually have the that on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah, I I haven't seen the one from the collection. I mean, the one I got was the single disc from back in the day. Yeah, it may be like, compression like, issues from putting them all on so many or few discs. It could be, yeah. Yeah, it looked bad, uh, man. But there was only like two minutes, so. Yeah, so, you know, you can forgive that. <laughs> yeah, but um, one thing I do got to say, too, about it is, like, the grain in this and everything. And that's yeah. with all of them up to part eight. I love that whole grain, gritty structure of it. Yeah, it has, like, a definite, you know, almost like, I want to say, like, a dirty feel to it. Yeah, real grainy. Like, yeah, and, you know, and it just works. Yeah. You know? But the, I, I love part one, seriously. <laughs> yeah, but this whole thing, Dr. Gordon, he, uh, you know, the whole thing you're wondering, like, what the hell these people are doing here. And it's like, yeah. it's cool because you're seeing them in the bathroom, and then it goes, like, to flashbacks. Yeah. And it shows, like, Dr. Gordon, you know, not happy with his life or whatever. He's cheating on his wife, who I don't know why he would, because his wife is super hot. Yeah. She's in that show, uh, <clears throat> Parenthood. Ah, yeah. But she, I remember, yeah, she's really hot. But anyways, yeah. he's cheating on her for some reason. And, yeah. Uh, and there's that whole thing, and then it's revealed later that Adam was actually stalking him, taking pictures and all that. Yeah, that was a great uh, reveal. Yeah. So that's how they're all, you know, uh, connected or whatever. Yeah. And then the whole thing where, you know, you have that thing with Dr. Gordon's pen, and he's yeah. brought in to yeah. uh, questioning and all that. And this is when you're first introduced to Amanda for the first time. Yeah. Where she's there, and then that was the trap. Like, when I think of Saul, that's the trap I think of, that head Definitely. thing that Amanda was wearing. Yeah, like the reverse bear trap, whatever you call it. Yeah, dude. And yeah, then, that, uh, that thing is just sick. It really is. Yeah. And then you realize uh, the dude who's, like, helping, well, you don't even know of Jigsaw really at all. Like, you don't no. even know what he looks like or anything. You just know of... That they talk about him. There's a jigsaw killer. Yeah. And uh, the whole thing is he has this dude who was working at the hospital helping him. I yeah. I don't remember the dude's name. It was some Weasley looking guy. It was guy. like Jeb or Jeff yeah, Jeb or, or something like that. But yeah. anyways, he has the family abducted and he's pulling the strings with it all. And yeah. It. And, you know, and then at the end, it was, I remember when I first saw it, it was the biggest, like, I remember I was blown away by the twist. Oh, yeah. He just John stands Kramer up and it's like... Stand up and you're... Oh. Da, 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 yeah. That music. I love that music. I really do. And he's like... <laughs> yeah. Over. He slams the door. That was so cool. I love that, man. I also yeah. love... Uh, Dr. Carrie Elwes' performance as Dr. Gordon. Yeah. You know what he's like? Just like how ghostly he looks, like when he cuts off his leg... Oh, I remember he's, like, yeah. talking to Adam. He's like, I'm going to come back for you. Like, yeah. it actually looks like he's about to die, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, uh, 
it was some very effective uh, makeup in that scene. Yeah, and that's what's cool about the first Saw that I appreciate yeah. over all the other ones is mm-hmm. that it was gory but not excessive at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the most gory part is him sawing at his leg. But yeah. it was so effective, you know? Yeah, well, I guess probably because, you know, it wasn't overused. Yeah. You know, I really love that, just the, you know, the simplicity of it. Yeah. And yeah. I like the whole thing, too, at the end. Gordon cuts off his leg, and then you see nothing more of him. So you don't know what the hell happened to Dr. Gordon at yeah. this point in the movie. Yeah. You know? It's a great, it's it's like a literal, like, cliffhanger ending. Yeah, and what's cool about this is when this was made, they probably didn't know if it was going to make sequels or what, so it was kind of a ballsy move to do that. I think it was done purely, you know, like, to end the movie. Yeah. You know, like, if this is the last one, this is how it goes out, you know, people are going to be satisfied with it. Yeah. You know? uh, It was left enough up in the air for sequels, but, you know... If it had it been a standalone flick, people wouldn't have minded it, I think. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And what else is weird is you have, uh, oh, what's that guy's name? What's the black dude's name from Lethal Weapon and everything? Oh, uh, Danny Glover. Yeah, Danny Glover. You got him in this. They could yeah. have literally had anybody play that role. They could. Like, Danny yeah. Glover really adds nothing to it. No. No, he doesn't. I don't really understand. No. I like the Asian cop better. Yeah. But anyways, there's that. And uh, before we give a rating on the first one, I got to say that uh, this just proves the fact that James Wan is one of the best modern horror directors. Oh, definitely. I mean, you think of this dude. This dude's made so much money for Hollywood, it's insane. Yeah. And I mean, I think literally now he's at a point where they just kind of like, you know, point him in a direction and let him do what he wants. Yeah, you know, and it's it's cool because he's a huge franchise starter at this point. Oh, but yeah. You always, when you think of, like, a James Wan style, you think of the ghostly type stuff, like uh, Insidious and Conjuring and Dead Silence. Yeah. But I this mean, it's proves that, that he has different style because, honestly, Saw is nothing like Insidious or any of them, you know? Yeah, not at all. Yeah, so that's, that's always cool, you know? And then he's going on doing... Uh, Fast and the Furious for some reason, but... I I still don't get that. I honestly don't. Yeah. You know, it's like... I I get, you know, they want to... You know, he wants, like, a budget to work with and everything, but, you know... It was was just so... Different, you know? Yeah. Now, this one, uh, this first one, though, it's a pretty simple plot. A lot simpler than the sequels get. But yeah. this has a lot of stuff, though, that you do have to pay attention to because there's so many callbacks, it's insane. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the sort of thing. It's a really good um, Setup, movie like to starter. watch to watch again and again. Yeah. Like, the second and third times, you see things, you know, the second and third viewings that you didn't notice the first time. Yeah. One you know? Thing I and love... it's just kind of like, you're like, damn. Yeah, one thing I love, too, about it, like, one scene that I love is, uh, you see the Adam, he has to put his hand in the toilet, and it's all poop water or whatever. Oh, yeah. And he puts his hand, it's just disgusting to even, like, look at it, and also, and I like how, uh, 
Gordon's like, you feel anything? He's like, no solids. That and was then awesome. they lift up the top of it, like the tank. Yeah. He's just sitting there, and he's like, wow, I really wish I would have looked there first. Yeah. And it's the sort of thing, um, I, I, I kind of get why he didn't look there first. Yeah. But in, in the other part of me says, you know, like, it's a toilet full of crap, check the top part first. Yeah, I would have done that, but. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, one th- one question I do have about this that didn't make a whole, that was kind of weird to me. I didn't fully understand it. Mm. Is at the end he's listening to the thing and it's revealed the key to all of it, like to get him out of it, was yeah. in the tub and it goes down the drain and everything. Yeah. What was the point of a uh, him doing that? You know what I mean? I get the idea it wasn't supposed to go down the drain. Yeah, but then if it didn't go down the drain, he could have just been like, oh, a key, and unlocked him, and it would have all been... You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, if he would have unlocked himself, it would have just been a completely different movie. They'd oh, unlatch definitely. themselves and then walk out, you know? All I can think is maybe he'd have, like, got zapped. I don't know. It's weird. You know? Yeah. Although, I do wonder, though, because... I don't know, this is just an idea... Because the second one, which we'll get to in a second, it's realized this is all one big ass place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if if they would have got free, like if he would have unlatched both of their things. Yeah. They would have had to move on to other rooms. You know what I mean? I think it would be very possible. Yeah, I don't know. That was always you know. just really weird to me. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But before we uh, go into two, what would you give Saw 1 a scale of 1 to 10? Saw 1 gets a 10. A 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10. It's a perfect movie of its type. Yeah. Oof. You know? I see what you mean. Like it's. I, I, I give it that simply because, you know, I'll kind of spoil it now. Part 2 gets an S for me. Uh. You know, I yeah. preferred part two a lot more, but really? I'm interested to get to part two. So you give it a ten out of ten. I was gonna give it yeah. like an eight and a half, but I'll bump it to a nine. Yeah, I uh, give it a ten just because you know it's it started everything. Yeah, the whole torture porn thing in general. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, this uh, I give it an eight and a half, or I'll, I like I said, I'll bump it to a nine. Yeah. Just because it is a. Re- it is an almost perfect film, but I can't give it a 10 just solely because it, it doesn't compare to, like, my favorite movies of all time, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, I give it a 10, like, in the in the Saw series. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Oh, it's the best one. At, well, you said Saw 2. I like Saw yeah. 1 the best, but let's just move on to Saw 2 since we gave our yeah. ratings for Saw 1. Yeah, I love Saw Two almost just as much. I think. Yeah, I think everything was at its height during Part Two. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the well, traps so were at its height. Everything oh, yeah. story. Yeah, essentially, what they did—they took everything that was right with Part One, and just expanded upon it. Yeah. For Part but, Two. And the, you know, Saw was still a fresh idea when yeah. this came out, and then let's basically Donnie Wahlberg. He, yeah, he has a fight with his son in the beginning. Whatever you're, you get the idea quick that Donnie yeah. Wahlberg's an asshole. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> basically, he gets called up into the thing. They within the first ten minutes, they're raiding 
jigsaw's little lair or whatever. Yeah, you know, I thought like, that I thought that was pretty cool. You know, yeah, jump right into it. Yeah, and, and he, you know, they're rushed into action. They go, he's all hooked up to IVs and stuff, and he basically says. Tells Donnie Wahlberg straight up, I like, he's like, you know, just relax, just talk, whatever, and everything will be good. Yeah. You know, and then he's, he's he obviously can't do it, and he yeah. sees that his son's chained up with all these other convicts. Yeah. He's later revealed they were convicts he put away. Yeah. Unjustly, he framed them all. Yeah, that, yeah. that part was awesome. Yeah, I like, I really like the setup, like, I like the whole backstory to it. Yeah. You know, and then you're introduced to the people. I really like the group of people that are being put in the game, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you're introduced to Amanda again, but you don't really yep. think anything of it at this point. No. And honestly, when I first saw it, I didn't even really realize it was her. Oh, really? That The first time I saw it, I was like, okay, there's just somebody. Then, you know, then you get a better look at her and everything, and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. And and then it shows you that, you know, she was there before. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she, we're spoiling it because this is the, our reviews of it. I mean, you know, yeah. movies have been out for over 10 years now. So, yeah. But this saw too, I like, you know, when the kid says uh, something, oh, my dad was like, and he goes to say cop. Yeah. They but just... then she looks at him all weird, like she knows exactly what he was going to say. Yeah. But then once you see the ending. She does know exactly what he was going to say because yeah, we'll, we'll get to the ending there in a second. Yeah. But the, uh, yeah, the black dude, like the old, older black guy. He's yeah. Been in I, a lot of stuff. Like he was in a uh, menace to society. Yeah. A bunch of other stuff. But anyways, I always liked, he, he was, he's one of those, yeah, he's one of those ones that like, if everyone had listened to him, they'd all be good. They'd be, they'd be fine. Yeah. You know? But you get that one guy that's, you know... Like, the asshole Mexican yeah, dude. Yeah, way too, like, overly aggressive and everything. Yeah. It's like, you know, come on. Like, you know, you're you're, you're being played with. You know, you need, a you need a, like, a cool head in these situations. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah that was funny. I like how the first trap, though, that gun people... Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was badass. And I gotta say, too, I think Saw 2 has the uh, the most, like, cringy-worthy. When I say cringy, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, you're yeah. looking at it like, damn, you know? And that's oh, that yeah. needle pit, dude. Oh, dude, yeah. Man, it's not... cringy to look at, man. It is, and I mean, it's one of those things. Everyone has had needles. Yeah. You know, and pretty much everyone has had a needle that they've had to put in again. Yeah. You know, because it's gone in slightly wrong or whatever. And when you think, you know, you land in like a a tub filled with them, like, oh, man. I know, man, dude. That was like, that was the most brutal trap to me. And what's funny is there's no yeah. blood at all, really. There's nothing like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, the, uh, the only real danger of that trap is, you know, that you could maybe get, like, a disease. Yeah. That's kind of it. I mean, and at this and at this point, you know, I think that's kind of the least of your worries, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> You know, you're being, like, poisoned by sarin gas, and you're... Uh, 
Yeah. Oh man, yeah. And then the other trap, because this is when the the first one just had the leg thing. This is when it started focusing on traps, you know. Yeah. There's one every twenty minutes. Like then there's the the dude the uh, who gets who crawls into the incinerator for some reason. And for yeah. some reason, he's like all comic. He thinks it's all good, you know what I mean? He's like, oh, I'm yeah. just going to crawl in this incinerator real quick and get yeah. these needles hanging. And then he's like, oh, my. Then the thing closes. And that was kind of a lackluster uh, trap, though. It was kind of. It, it was. Mad, I mean, you know? and, and the thing is, you know, they said, he said on the tape, you know, like when you're in hell, the devil is like your only salvation or whatever. Wouldn't. You as soon as you have gone in, before you pick you before you take the cure, look around. And yeah. and he'd, he'd have noticed the little devil near the the thing that would turn it off, you know? Yeah. You know, but no, he didn't. He just yanked them down, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not smart people in this. No. Well one thing I gotta say that uh the one Spanish chick yeah, dude, her trap was pretty cool though. There's that box, remember? Oh yeah, needle like glued in the middle of it. Yeah, the, like the razor things. That was a pretty brutal trap, you know. It was. If you think and about it, the what's only way neat you're about it, your... huh? What's neat about it though is like if she'd actually spent the time and looked, you could have held one open with you with your hand and slipped your other hand through. And grabbed the bottom part of it. Yeah, and pulled it out. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I guess the whole idea is they're so fixated on getting it that they she sticks both hands up and it's like, oh, no. But, like, how dumb, dude. She just, like, looks... Like, these people, like... I don't get it. They've watched all these people die and they keep thinking, all right, it's, like, going to be a harmless thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would have thought after the, after the gunshot through the door... Yeah. That they'd have realized, um, yeah, let's not take anything for granted here. Yeah. You know, everything is designed to kill you. Yeah. And then, uh, the, this is the, when you see the Venus flytrap, or no, not the Venus flytrap, the Iron Maiden. Yeah. Remember when the dude, he's, it's, he's like, this is like a flashback type thing, but it's like, you gotta cut out your eye to yeah. get the key to unlock it, you know? And that I was, was listening to other track. people's reviews, and other people are like, man, all you had to do was cut out your eye, blah, blah, blah. You know how brutal that'd be? Oh, yeah. Like, that well, would be hardcore to stick a scalpel to your eyeball and rip that thing out. Yeah. What I always thought with that particular trap, though, which, and, you know, you never really see anyone do it, he could have totally just pushed his head into the corner of the room you know, put the top of his head in the corner of a room. Even when it shut, it would hold it off enough that it wouldn't kill him. Yeah, kind of like you what know, Hoffman does in a later. Yeah, thing. yeah. You know, um, but I guess it's, I guess the whole idea is, you know, again, you're in such a hurry and everything, you don't. A little panic, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like in part one with um, Amanda's trap. You know, until she gets up, it's not set going. Yeah. You know, so in theory, if she just sat there, you know, um... You know what someone would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, you know what someone else brought to my attention about these movies? Mm -hmm. These TVs where you see uh, Billy the Puppet come on the yeah. TV and start talking. Yeah. There's no, like, VCR on the TVs. There's nothing like that around. It's just a TV. There's no... It's yeah. not like a VCR combo. It's... 
And I'm yeah, it's thinking literally like, just yeah, like huh. a screen. <laughs> like, yeah, that is a little weird. But whatever. Well, I'm, uh, I'm guessing if you can, if you have enough knowledge to make these traps, you, you could figure a out a way. You could find it. a way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is a. Uh, look at my notes here. Yeah. I'm trying to. Uh, there's not really much revealed about Jigsaw at this movie. No. Because it's more of the whole ending, which is a huge twist, dude. Yeah. Remember Donnie Wahlberg? He goes to the place where he thinks they're all at. Yeah. And what happened? See, they all blend together. What happened to Donnie Wahlberg when he ran into the place? He ran in there and... um, Got trapped in the bathroom. Isn't it the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. He goes into the bathroom. The bathroom from the first one. Because I remember Amanda... You know, it's revealed to it's revealed at the end Amanda was helping Kramer all along. Yeah. And she set this all up and then, you know, it ends with Donnie Wahlberg yelling in the same way Adam was and then Amanda shutting the door. Yeah. And I love that reveal when you see that safe open and the oh, kids yeah. sitting in there. It's just a complete holy shit moment. I like, know, and then it flashes and then they're like, Oh my god, you... the feed is not it's like a recording, it's not I live. love that. I love that. I know, and then it's revealed, because Kramer told him, he's like, hey, all you have to do is sit here and talk with me. Yeah. And you'll see him again. And then it's revealed, literally, all Donnie had to do was sit in that room. Yeah. Well, when you think of it, really, the the whole basis of the Saw movies is making people act against their nature. Yeah. So, you know, his nature wouldn't allow him to just sit there and talk to him. Yeah. You know, he, he he had to try to be proactive about everything. After um, hearing all that, I I, I listened to anything Jigsaw said. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, damn right. He said, <laughs> like, if he like, was yep. like, if he was like, sit here, I'd be like, all right, you know. Yep. And yeah, like, like, well, like your family's in a in a burning building down the street. Nah, I'll just stay right here. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh man. But yeah, that that was. I I give this one the same rating I give the first one. I mean. Yeah, I, I give I give it an S. I completely love part two. Yeah, it's definitely awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still like the first one better, man. Yeah, I I just found like everything worked. Yeah. In part two, and there was enough um, of like different locations. That that was kind of the one thing in part one that was a little not annoying, but you know they were in the bathroom, Apartment and that, building. yeah, and you know, it 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 was so contained. Yeah, well, this one there's multiple rooms and they're walking around hallways and stuff. Yeah, and it shows more. It's like the first one, like you know, anyone could lock someone in a bathroom with a chain around their leg. Yeah, you know. But you see some of the stuff in part two, and you're like, yeah, not everybody could pull that off. Yeah. You know? I, I, I always just find it funny in part two, though, that none of them thought to look at the back of their necks. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, like, a lot of them had short hair. Like, the Mexican guy, he had short hair. You know, you thought, you would have thought someone would know. It's like, hey, what's that number on the back of your head? Yeah. Yeah, that you whole know? thing was... uh. Cool, but there was one trap though that they kind of there was one thing going on remember when they they're going through what jigsaw does to the people and there's like yeah. a flashback of all the numbers painted on the wall and they're like yeah. oh you've been rubbed in 
inflammable jelly or whatever, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like, what uh, if I got a recording saying decipher the code and the whole wall's covered in numbers? Yeah. Like, what the hell am I supposed to do with all this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I yeah. Know, it was weird. That was a weird one. Yeah. Well, but I think was... that kind of goes into what is brought up in part three, and we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, let's move let's on to part three now, because this one, there was, like... It almost felt like it was a continuation of part one, but part three is when stuff starts to get real, like, twisty yeah. and convoluted and everything. Yeah. So, Saw 3 opens with Mark Wahlberg, not Mark Wahlberg, Donnie Wahlberg, uh, yeah. breaking his foot brutally. I know, that scene, I mean, Dude, it's, was, it's, it's, it was That was more brutal to me than Gordon cutting his foot off. Exa- exactly, and, you know, you would think that, you know... Cutting a foot off would be more brutal, but it's not. <laughs> dude, he bashes that thing like 20 times, dude. I know, and it's just, you know, I'm pretty sure after maybe the second hit, those bones were dust. Oh, yeah. You know, and then it's just the way he grabs the foot and just pulls it, and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the intro starts with that, and then you don't really see Donnie Wahlberg for the whole movie. No, no. The whole thing is... Kramer, John Kramer's in a hospital bed, or like in his makeshift hospital bed, and Amanda abducts Doctor Lee. Yep. To uh, keep him alive, basically, and she puts like a necklace on her that has shotgun shells that explode or whatever. That's if a his heart rate trap. goes, yeah, if his heart rate goes below whatever. Yeah. And uh, dude, there's that whole story going on. So basically, she's got to keep him alive. So they keep flashing back to that. But the main thing is this dude waking mm. up in a crate. And yeah. He's, uh, his whole game thing is is his son was killed by yeah. a drunk driver. And you're basically... Everyone in this game are people that had some part to do with his yeah. son dying. Like, I think the first person he like walks into, which is the most disgusting trap of anyone in this whole franchise like this one would make me puke is mm. uh the judge or he's like tied down in that big pit and then there's isn't he the isn't he the eggs. second one who, wasn't who was the, the who was the first one the first was the, was the, the girl in the freezer thing? no the girl in the freezer oh yeah i thought that was a lame trap man it, it was it was it was kind of one of those ones i I guess it was almost to work you up. Yeah, that was kind to of what me. you were getting. It was, and I mean, you know, yeah, you know, it was freezing someone. I guess, you know, yeah, it's was, just kind of a meh. Yeah, that was one of those ones. Uh, you know, him, but the, the skin judge, being that's the horrible. skin being ripped off on his cheek was more cringy than yeah. the actual chick being frozen. But yeah, so there's that. Yeah, I forget. That's how meh it was. I forgot about it. Yeah. So the second one, though, I won't forget, where the judge tied down with those rotten pigs. Oh, that was, that was yeah. disgusting, dude. Yeah. And he's sitting there, and he's basically, you know, saying, fuck you. The, the yeah. The is like, all you have to do is burn all your dead kids' belongings. I know, Just that, say, dude, that was... I like how he struggles for, like, ten minutes, you know what I mean? He's, like, looking oh, at yeah. him, he's like, ooh. It's just like you, you hear the pigs just being dropped more and more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the sort of thing, that's one of those ones, what, what makes it kind of neat is the fact that, you know, 
burning that stuff isn't going to hurt anybody, but you can tell like emotionally it's painful what, for him. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, well, cause you see him earlier in the movie, like flipping out on his daughter because his daughter's holding one of his stuffed animals or whatever. Yeah. You know, um, it's the sort of thing you, you get it, yeah. you get what, get what's going on there, you know, and also you get, you know, him not wanting to do it. Yeah. But it also kind of makes you wonder, you know, if he hadn't done it and just let him die, yeah, would he have still gotten through to the next trap? Yeah. You know, or would he, or would he not? I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely weird. But that was a memorable trap for me. I really liked yeah. that one. Yeah. But he ends up saving him. They move on to the next one. And uh, I think... Uh, is the next one the Vice Twist or um, the Ribcage Angel? No, that's uh, Ribcage is uh, part four. You sure? Yeah. That Ribcage Angel? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's part four. All right. So the Vice Twist then, the black dude who was responsible, yeah. who was the actual driver who killed the kid. Dude, his yeah. trap was brutal, man. That was. It, and... It's also, the, it's the fact that he's, like, crying during it. Yeah, I know. It almost makes it worse, you know? I know. What I, not really laughing, I guess that's bad to say, but what I thought was humorous about this trip, mm. there's no way he was going to get out in time, you know what I mean? No. Like, if no. I was the dude who had the son died, I mean, I'd tell the dude, black dude straight up, I'd be like, look, man, yeah, this is how it is. I can't save you. There's no possible way this is going to work out, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that's what I've noticed about this movie in general. This, the dude, like, there's no way he's going to be able to save these people. But yet he still tries and then gets hurt along yeah. the way every time, you know what I mean? I guess th that kind of goes into, you know, with, like, the ending of it. Yeah. You know, when, with, uh, when John's talking to Amanda and telling her stuff. Yeah, so let's get, yeah, let's get to that part, because we've... Yeah. the traps now. So at the end, there's like a few little twists here, man. Let me look at yeah. my notes here to like get it all, you know, straight. Yeah. So. Yeah, what was it? Man, you're going to have to help me with this one, man. This is the thing with this series. It gets so. I know. They, they all kind of. Alright, it, it's revealed that the doctor that's helping John Kramer and the guy that's being put through all these tests are married. Yeah. Like that they're a couple. And he I think Amanda shoots Doctor Lee. Yeah. And then at the end, the guy who's been doing all the the game, he comes in and shoots Amanda. But yeah. it's revealed before he comes in and shoots her that Kramer was... This whole thing had nothing to do with the dude. It was all for Amanda. Yeah. To see, because I guess she was making traps that no one could survive and all that. So yeah. he set it up for her and she failed. Yeah. So she Oh, died. just a, this thing I just found out here. The ribcage trap was in part three as well. Yeah. It was I, in I three and was. four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So well, I do think that ribcage thing, dude. That looked. It didn't look good, you know. 
Like, when the things are up and you see the skin dangling, you could yeah. tell it's, like, little plastic skin, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's something I you mean... find at the party store or something. Yeah. It's the sort of thing, that's kind of the, the first trap that you really realize that, you know, that it's inescapable. Yeah. No matter what happens, you know, this person's going to die. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, what was your, uh... What's your rating, 1 to 10, on Part 3? Part 3 is about, you know, like a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I gave it a 6. It's pretty meh. Yeah. You know what I mean? It has some alright traps, but overall it's... I don't... I, to be honest, I don't like Amanda as a character. I, I think her character could have been a lot more interesting. Yeah. You know, I think there was a lot of potential there that was essentially... Not not wasted, but I liked the idea that her traps were designed to kill people. Yeah. Where jigsaws were designed, you know, you could survive one of his traps. Yeah. But hers were just kind of like, no. Yeah. We, we, we've actually missed a trap. What was that? That was the one in the classroom with the guy all chained up. With all the chains going through them, like the skin oh, and everything. Oh, yeah, 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 and, yeah. Uh, that was a pretty alright trap, I mean. Yeah, I mean. There's no way you were going to survive that one either. I mean, the oh, one no. that's hooked into your jaw. I know, I mean, the other ones you out, could get out. Pure pain. But, but you that's know, why it's revealed that, oh, she did that know. on purpose, because there's no yeah. way to live. Yeah. That. You know, I thought yeah. it was cool the twist that it was all for Amanda at the end. Yeah. And, uh. She just had to stay cool enough to keep the doctor alive and all that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, every, everyone would have kind of walked away. Yeah, but this is the whole thing where it starts to get too twisted. This thing's way too convoluted now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... Like, that's bad when you got to write down plot points and all that, and you're just looking at it and still getting like, what the hell? That's true. You know? So, Saw 3, yeah. what I'm glad about is this is the end of Amanda. Yeah. So, I mean, getting into Saw 4. Her character had, had, you know, run its course. She couldn't... Yeah. At, at that point, you know, what else could she do, really? Yeah. Well, as a she, character, you know, she couldn't grow any. Yeah, well, she comes back at certain periods in this, but... Yeah. Move on to number, uh, Saw 4. And, yeah. Wait... This whole Donnie Wahlberg, what was it revealed at the end with Donnie Wahlberg? There was some big reveal or something. It, it was revealed, you know, that, um, well, it was hinted at in part, like, it was a part three. It was hinted at that, um, that well, there was some reveal at the Amanda end of part three killed her. Donnie, right? Yeah, it was, it was hinted at that, uh, Amanda had killed her, killed him. Oh, okay. But then it, you know, essentially, John Kramer says, you know, like, you know, like I've I've cleaned up your mess or whatever. Yeah. So it's hinted at there that you know he's actually no, he's not dead. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, now we move on to Saw Four because I give I give Saw Three a six. I think it's pretty mediocre in the Saw yeah. franchise. Yeah, it's, it's one of the boring. weaker. And what else I've noticed is every other Saw movie is an hour and a half. Yeah. That one's two hours for some reason. I know, it's the longest in the series. Yeah. But anyways, so Saw yeah. 4, this one, it's a... Uh... Let me look at this thing real quick. 
Right, there's a lawyer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is the in intro where the lawyer and another guy are tied up to the same machine. Remember? Yeah. And the one has mouth sewn shut, one has the eyes sewn shut. Yeah. So it opens with that trap, and it was a pretty alright trap. Yeah. I mean, it was alright. It was whatever. But basically, in the in Saw 3, you see Kramer putting wax on a little cassette tape. Yeah. But that's all you see about it, you know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. see nothing more, where this one, Kramer's in the morgue now at this point. Yeah. Because he died in part three, but so he's in the morgue, and they end up cutting his stomach open. And I gotta say, when he's in the morgue, it's brutal looking. That that is that's like you know a really. They did a really good job with the prosthetics yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But anyway, so they get the tape out. They end up playing it, and it's uh. I don't remember what the tape said. Now that I'm thinking about it. Essentially, it's saying like um. That the game's still on and all that stuff. Yeah, like to the detective and everything, you know. Yeah. Like you, like you think you won't be tested or whatever, you will be or... Right, yeah, this is the one with Donnie's partner, the black dude. Who yeah. Who was gung-ho in part two. Yeah. He, uh, he has to play a game to save Donnie. Because I yeah. guess he's obsessed with this and all that, and that's why he's brought in. Yeah. And then it's revealed Donnie Wahlberg is hanging... And he's balanced on a big block of ice. Yeah. And over time, it melts. And Hoffman, who you don't really, you don't really know much about Hoffman at this point. No, he like, essentially he was a uh, he was a bit character in part three. Yeah. He but, showed up for one scene. Yeah, and then he's tied up in the chair, and you really don't think much of him. No. You know? And uh, it was basically that whole thing, and. Mm. Uh, and this is where you're first introduced to Jill, the yeah. ex-wife, and then it's revealed she miscarried a son from him and all that. Yeah. And basically it's revealed that all the people in the traps are were clients of the lawyer. Yeah. In the beginning. And then the whole, it's revealed the lawyer's the one helping Kramer, but not willingly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's like an accomplice, but he's forced to be an accomplice. Yeah. You know? And, uh... What was it here? Yeah, that's basically all the, the traps, though. The first one, I think, was the prostitute. Yeah. Being scalped. I thought that was a the, brutal trap. I found that brutal for for one reason. Once he'd unlocked her from it. Yeah. And they're fighting. Yeah. That he grabs the, the scalped head and pulls it the rest of the way off. Yeah, dude. That you was know? brutal looking, man. It was completely brutal. Yeah, and then the next trap was, uh, it's revealed that he, the teacher was a pedophile or something. I don't know if he was beating on the kids or touching them or what the deal was with that, but he's a pedophile. Yeah. You know, and then the teacher, the other teachers, like, kept turning a blind eye. Remember, she knew what was going on, but was covering for him. Yeah. And then he walks in and they're pinned together, basically. That was awesome. Yeah, I like that whole trap. It was pretty cool. And I, I like the idea that, you know, she had to, for her to survive, she had to kill him. Yeah. You know? I, yeah, I love that. And uh, it, that was that was a great a great trap. It really was. Yeah. Uh, I think we're missing one, though. We're missing um, the the big guy. 
Yeah, that came after the hotel. Yeah, the fat guy eye gouge, yeah. Yeah. That was a real seedy kind of death. Like, it almost felt like the movie Seven. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, what was kind of, like, interesting about that one is, you know, the fact that the machine that's been designed just, like, rips limbs off. Yeah. And flings them across the room. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is pretty damn funny. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing was brutal. You just see slowly the things gouge his eyes out. Yeah, and then they see like an arm go flying and a leg go flying the other way. and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, are we missing any other traps or no? Um, we're, I, we're missing um, the FBI agents. Who, what was uh, there? Are you talking about the ice block and everything? No, before that. Um, I think it was before that. Because I know um, Donnie Wahlberg, when everything goes at Donnie, the ice blocks. Oh, Riggs, that's the dude Sam Heat. Remember he barges in? And oh, yeah. Seven, right when he barges in, the ice blocks above him. Yeah. Just and they smash his head like a melon. Yeah. And then that, Hoffman that, gets up. Yeah, and it's just... Yeah, it doesn't shoot that's Riggs a... or whatever. And then it's, I don't know if he shoots him, but it's revealed all, all yeah. Riggs had to do was be patient and not pursue anything. Yeah, stay home, yeah, it was watch TV or whatever. Thing as part two, kind of. Yeah. Where all he had to do was be patient and wait, and everyone would have walked free and it would have been good. Yeah. But refresh my memory on the very last thing. I know Hoffman gets up and yeah. he goes in, and isn't it revealed this is taking place during part three? The, yeah, everything is taking on, taking place during the events of Part 3. It, it, I remember something happens where it ties into it. Yeah, at, at the end, the, one of the FBI guys who showed up um, goes in to finds the room where uh, John Kramer is and where the, the husband of the doctor is. Yeah. And uh, he shoots the husband of the doctor. Yeah. And then um, gets locked in the room. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then... Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it, yeah, I know exactly now. Yeah. So, yeah, I forget the Strom or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot all yeah. about Strom. So he's yeah, well, he's that... kind of forgettable. <laughs> yeah, he's locked in that room or whatever. Yeah. And so... uh, then, you know... Uh, Hoffman just walks out, and he's like, yeah, I'm the only survivor. Yeah. Does he do the door slam again? He, uh, I'm sure yeah. he does. There's like a door slam at every... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what would you give a rating of Saw 4 out of 10? Saw 4, I give... I give it about a 6. Really? You like you know, 3 better than 4? I like 3 better than 4. I mean, I just found... I don't know what it is, but I found it to be... I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to describe why, but, well, I liked, for one, that it, it, it tied up some loose ends. Yeah. I liked that it tied up um, Donnie Wahlberg's character. Yeah. Like, and in such a way that was beautiful. You know, um... I liked the fact that, you know, it brought in Hoffman. 
Yeah, you know, Hoff, people talk shit about Hoffman. He's one of my favorite aspects of the whole franchise. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, Hoffman is almost kind of like the legitimate um, successor to Jigsaw. Yeah, and it's weird with Hoffman is after Jigsaw and Amanda dies, mm. why would he have to continue it? You know what I mean? Because he was only doing it because Jigsaw had... Yeah, I think he's mailed him into doing it. I think he's found, uh, you know, uh, I think he's found he kind of likes it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I you give know, Saw um, four a seven because I gave Saw yeah. three a six. I give this a slight edge above it, just because yeah. I enjoyed the whole aspect of a. I don't know, just the traps were better. Like I like yeah. part three. It's weird. Part three, I like the dude's motive better. With the yeah. whole sun dying and stuff, I think it's a lot better than the motive here. Yeah. But the thing is, though, the the traps here I thought were a lot more brutal. Yeah, they were. <laughs> and it wasn't two hours long, you know? That's true. <laughs> but, yeah. So that's about it with part four. Yeah. Now we're moving on to... Part five. <laughs> part five. All right, man. So this one opens... Oh, yeah, part five. All right. So this one opens a Strom putting, uh, I don't even know what you consider. It's like a big water tank or something. It's like a big box his head yeah. is in. And there's, like, yeah. water being pumped in. And what he yeah. does to get out of it, I could almost feel. Just, it was brutal. Sticks it was. Sticks a pen into his neck. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's then it goes and you see that uh, Hoffman's outside of the building, you know, thinking he's going to be the hero and all that. He escaped. Yeah. And he thinks everything's going as planned, and he sees that Strom survived. Yeah. And you can and, see uh, the look in Hoffman's face, like, oh, shit, you know? Yeah. And he's just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to have to finish this. <laughs> yeah. And then Jill is left, uh, the lawyer calls her and she's left a box and in this whole movie you don't figure out what's in that box they just show no. that scene and then that's it for this movie yeah so it's stuff like that that confirms they must have had all this planned out from the get-go you know what i mean i i would definitely assume they had yeah but that's like a ballsy move to do because what if the movie failed then you introduced a scene with her opening a box that comes to nothing you know yeah i guess it was you know they were just... Even even Saw 4 had, um, a lot of people didn't really like it as much. The yeah. critical reception wasn't as great, but it still made money. Yeah. So they, they knew part, you know, they were going to do part 5, and then they knew they were going to do part 6, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but Hoffman's promoted and considered a hero and all that. Yeah. But Strom knows Hoffman's guilty. Well, the thing is, I've I've always kind of noticed he. I think he he suspects. He doesn't actually know at this point, but well, he it figures seems, out in the movie. But yeah, it seems to me that you know it. It's kind of uh, he's kind of reaching. Yeah. You know, it's like he just kind of decides that Hoffman is the accomplice. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's, like, nothing really leads to it. He's just like, oh, okay, he's the accomplice. Yeah. 
you know? It's a little... I don't know. I, I didn't get the the logic of jumping to him realizing who Hoffman was. Yeah. You know? At no. least not, not, not as early as it is in the movie, you know? Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. This, uh, I don't know if I got these confused. Is this the one with, uh, it opens with the pendulum, too? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I got it right. Yeah, so this whole pendulum thing, and you see Hoffman staring through the wall. Yeah. So it's basically revealed that Hoffman is setting up these murders to look like Jigsaw did it because of justice wasn't served yeah. to his family oh go, and then Kramer's pissed. He knows yeah. All this. It basically, uh, let me see, it says, yeah, then the whole movie, Strom's investigating Hoffman. Yeah. Basically, and that's what's cheesy is like walking around, and Strom's narrating his actions pretty much. He's yeah, like, I got you now, and all this stuff like something nobody would say out loud, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and then it's revealed Hoffman's been helping since Saw One. Yeah. Because Jigsaw, Mary P has him tied up to the gun and all that. Yeah. He basically says, "I'll rat you out if you don't help me or whatever." And then yeah. it shows him helping set up stuff for all the parts one. Yeah. And then it's even revealed that Hoffman and Amanda hate each other pretty much. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, oh yeah, the people being put through the trap, I guess. Yeah. Is, uh, this was like the fire code people or whatever. This yeah. was all the people that they had in common where it was burning down a building and, Blah, blah, whatever, you know? Yeah. This <laughs> Honestly, um, of all of the the traps in this one, I think are quite brutal. Are you serious? I think so. There's only I mean, one trap I, mean, I thought was brutal. Due to the fact that, like, every one of them also has nail bombs in the yeah. room. So it, it takes away that option of just not doing anything. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I found that kind of twisted. Yeah. Uh, see, what's weird, dude, is I wrote down on my notes, I usually write down the traps. I just wrote down lame traps. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You really liked them, man. Uh, the first well, one, it was like the guillotine thing. Yeah. Where it was, it was, they were all tied up, and a certain amount of time, they... Yeah. Whatever. Pulls them back, revealed, fix them back. Wasn't it revealed, though, that if just one... Wasn't yeah. one key opened them all or something? One, one key would have opened them all. So in theory, if one person had gone forward, got uh, got a key, it would have unlocked their their collar and everyone else's. Yeah. You know, well, let's just say it. The whole point of this trap is they should be working together. Yeah. And, you know, I find that just kind of lame. Yeah. That that is the... You know, that that is what he was trying to say. Yeah. Like, like what, the power of friendship overcomes everything or yeah, something? Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. And then the now, second trap I thought was not dumb, but just lame. That The whole one where they have to hide in the little tunnel yeah. thing while the thing explodes. There was just nothing clever about yeah. that. It was just kind of lame. Yeah. And, I mean, the fact of the matter is, you know, like... 
you can tell just by what by looking at at the way it's designed. More than one person could fit in one trap, yeah. like what in you one in one everyone, hiding thing. Everyone could have been in one tunnel. Yeah, and I mean it. It takes them till the end of the movie to figure that out. Yeah, and then what's the next trap? The bathtub with the electricity. Uh, that was a, yeah. That was dumb too. It like was. The black chick. She's. Something. I remember a uh, chick from Dexter ends up knocking her out, and yeah, that was just a dumb trap. I really didn't like that, but I do got to yeah. say the next trap, oh, that machine where they got to stick their arms in the saw. Yeah, that was that, brutal, dude. That is just yeah. Like I don't even know if I could do that, man. Hell no. I mean, That's... and the fact that you know, it's that one scene, like like after they they've won, you know, and the guy lifts up his arm. And his arm just kind of falls apart. Yeah. It's that scene that's like, oh, damn. And then it's revealed if they all would have worked together, they only would have had to, like, maybe cut off a fingertip or something. Yeah, you know, it would have been pretty, pretty, like, every one of these traps, if they just had just worked together, they would have yeah. very little pain and anything, you know? Um, it, it, it was a weak... Um, choice yeah i think you know no yeah so that was basically the traps like i said i wrote down lane traps but at this i I really do like the ending of this where strom he thinks he's got it all figured out he goes into chase hoffman oh yeah hoffman has it one up on him he's in the little coffin thing or whatever remember he's going up down he's just like staring at strom yeah and then on the tape it's basically setting up that they're making it look like Strom was the jigsaw killer. Yeah. They're like, put all those clues, you know, Jill even goes, and oh, Strom, whatever. He's going to fall on me around and stuff. So everyone thinks it's him, and you just see the smirk on Hoffman's face. Oh, that that was great. I love that you see Strom trying to walk up the thing because the walls are closing in, and it just squishes him. And you see the blood uh, dripping down on the Kaufman where Hoffman's at. Yeah. What I loved about that, though, is the fact that the tape that Hoffman made literally said, you know, if you if you get in this box, you'll be safe. Yeah. You know, but he wouldn't listen. Yep. You know, he thought he knew better and everything. And, um, you know, ended up screwing him over big time. Yeah. Now, uh... Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the whole thing, before we go into part six, because... This was a big thing in part five. Was Strom had that black uh, partner? Yeah. And the whole thing, you think she's dead because the thing explodes in her face. Yeah. And there's all that. So basically, there's that. There's that. You think she's dead. So you know, that's all I really wanted to bring up about that because it leads yeah. into part six. But yeah. uh, what would you give your final rating to part five? I would give it. Just as it's titled, a five. Yeah, I, I actually put a four and a half point five. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's the weakest of the series, I think. Yeah, it, it is the weakest for sure. It's the lowest rated one. Yeah, and I mean, th- this is also a thing, you know. The this director came in and did this one movie. He was supposed, from what I know, he was supposed to come back for parts part six, yeah. but essentially it was like no. It was like it didn't do good enough to 
to warrant him coming back. Yeah. And it's a shame because there, there's some I liked. There's stuff I liked and stuff I didn't. You know, yeah. I liked the idea of adding the nail bombs. Yeah. You know, it it gave it this, like you know, there's a reason to keep going. You know, and not stop. Yeah. You know, I dug that a lot. I dug the fact, you know, um, that last trap was just plain brutal. Yeah. And I loved what he ended up doing with Strom. Yeah, I love that ending. But yeah, it was still the weakest out of the bunch, though. Yeah, definitely. But now we're moving on to Saw 6. Yeah. Which uh, I really enjoyed, man. This one is the whole thing. It's revealed that Kramer wanted to do some kind of thing that he needed insurance to approve. Yeah, it was like some um, cancer therapy or something. Yeah, and basically, you know, the insurance guy's cutthroat, and it's basically him doing all these traps. Yeah. You know, that could basically test his policy out, you know what I mean? Yeah. He lives by the policy, so he's like, you basically now, you you basically choose who lives or dies, so now you're literally going to choose who lives or dies. Yeah. And in the beginning of Saw 6, you see this one dude, he comes into the insurance thing, remember, and he wants treatment, and they say, no, you didn't tell us about this oral surgery you had. Yeah. And then you don't like, see like any you have, more you of that you have gingivitis, and so yeah. you don't, yeah. You don't see any more of that dude, so. No. You know, it was what it is, but it, it ties in towards the end. Yeah. But basically, it's revealed Strom dies, and I love the reveal of his body. Yeah. It looks like spaghetti meat. hanging from yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it was, it's just like meat sauce and, and like a hand. Yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> yeah. But then it's revealed that Strom's partner survived. Yeah. And now she thinks Hoffman did it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. she keeps questioning, like, well, Strom wouldn't have done that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, so he, she's on to Hoffman, you know, and then they're, she and the FBI chief are now on this thing where they got to decipher the voice that are coming from the tapes. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, obviously Hoffman starts sweating, you know. Yeah. And I love that scene when they finally decode it. He just shoots the one chick and kills the FBI. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, just, it's completely brutal and, yeah, he just goes like, off methodical. Yeah. And just like, boop, 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 done. Yeah. You know, there, there's like no hesitation or anything. Yeah. And then it's revealed that Kramer left what was in that box that, he left Jill was yeah. a trap for Hoffman for setting yeah. up a uh, Amanda. Yeah. You know, so, he, you know, he went to get Hoffman and she basically puts the trap on his head. Remember? And then yeah. he does the genius, most smart thing I've ever seen in the Saw franchise. He traps the trap. Yeah, that was awesome, man. And he ends up escaping again. Yeah. Jeez. See, that that just kind of proves it. He is Jigsaw's legitimate successor. Yeah. He realizes, yeah, he realizes, you know, like this trap. Okay, it's going to open up. It's going to rip. If I put it here, it won't. Yeah, man. You know, it's it's just plain cool. Now, uh, these, yeah, that's basically it with that. He escapes and... Jill sees his escape, and she's all terrified, and it, that's how that is, you know? 
yeah. as far as that whole FBI side of the story goes. Like yeah. This insurance thing. Well, the first trap I do like because it's that whole flesh weight thing. Yeah. I love that trap, you know, the dude's hacking at his gut, pulling, you know, burger yeah. patties out of his stomach pretty much, yeah. putting them on. And then, and then and the uh, chick just like, okay, arm. Yeah, dude, that was brutal. Then I like yeah. how she comes back in the next one, which we'll get to, but. Yeah. But there's, I love that trap. I thought it was brutal. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the shotgun carousel. Oh, that was awesome. I love that trap, too. I thought, I just love the tension of it, everyone. I love the whole thing where she's saying something about, oh, I got two kids or something. Didn't yeah, and then the one, look of the like, one chick, and she's like, thinking, she's like, I'm pregnant. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, and they're just throwing stuff out there. It's like, you know, yeah. damn. I like that whole thing. And yeah. Like saving the two women, which I do, too. But, yeah. But, <laughs> but, and then there's the one trap where... Uh, it's like the Asian dude and like a 50 year old woman. Yeah. Her family has diabetes or something. And basically putting the policy to the test, like, oh, this guy has no surviving family. So if he dies, it wouldn't affect the world really at all. Yeah. But if she died, her whole family's grieving, blah, blah, you know, affects everything. But like, he's young and you know, he's, yeah. But he ends up saving the older chick. Yeah. So there's that. And it was, he has to like keep them both. And he lets go of one yeah. handle, and the other one dies. So there's that, which is kind of a lame trap. It, it was. Um, I liked the idea that, you know, it, it, it would get to a point where, you know, he was holding on to both of them, that he would have to let go. Yeah. Or, you know, essentially it's going to, like, rip his arms out of the sockets almost. Yeah. You know, that it keeps getting further and everything. And he, he, you know, essentially he's forced... To make a choice? Yeah. You know, he never actually chooses to make a choice. It's like, no, here wrote, you go. I like, one down, of them's going to die. Yeah, I wrote down needles. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I remember it. Oh, so that... those were basically the thing. And then at the end, or throughout this whole movie, there's a mother and a son. Yeah. And they're in this cage, and they're tripping. They're like, oh, what are we here for? And throughout the whole movie, you have no idea who these people are. Well, I, I always assumed they were his family. Who? The, which one? The, the guy that was running through the trap. Oh, the insurance guy? Yeah, because he always kept saying, you know, like, your family is in danger or whatever. So I always just assumed that no, they I were his that family. Too, actually, that it was his wife and everything. Yeah. And then when he's... he's it's, There's the woman, the insurance yeah, the, chick. She's on the other side. Yeah, the reporter. Yeah, the reporter. And he comes in, and he's, like, you know, talking to the reporter, like, oh, my God, you know. They're all yeah. happy to see each other. Then then the mother of the other one starts yelling at the dude. You realize these is, yeah. this is the family of the dude who, who died who was asking him yeah, to prove for... his whatever, the oral surgery yeah. dude from the beginning. And you're just like, damn. Yeah. And then I love it. Uh, they basically give the mother the choice. You know, you could... You could spare his life or whatever, or you could be like how he was with your husband and yeah, dismiss him and, and, and kill him. And the mom's like, I can't, I can't kill him. And, he and, just, and then the and kid's then the just son's like, like, I, I can't. can't. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it was like, there wasn't a second's hesitation. It was like, yeah. I can, quick, the needles done. shoot down and pump him full of acid. That he was, literally melts like it's like. Yeah, I think it's possibly one of the most brutal death scenes in the entire series. Yeah. 
You know? What would you give your final rating for Saw 6? Saw 6, for me, that it gets like an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I, I put a 7.5. I think yeah. this is the third best in the whole entire franchise. Yeah. I think after Part 5, this was a huge step up. I think what I liked a lot about it is there wasn't a whole lot of twisty, turny things. Yeah. With the FBI aspect, you it's basically still, you know Hoffman's guilty. Yeah. And that's basically how it is throughout the whole thing, and he escapes again at the end, but there's nothing really shocking besides no. the twist of that these were the people's family from the beginning. Yeah. You know, so I really dug that. It was just you were, it was, you were able to pay more attention to what was going on instead of worrying yeah. about what's going to connect to what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely, third one, third best out of them, I, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. So. So now we're moving on to Saw 3D, the final chapter. Yeah. Oh, man. So let me look at this real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, this one was forgettable as hell. I'm trying to remember the first trap here. I the first trap was, um... Saws and Girlfriend. I don't... Yeah, it's the oh, two guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually a really cool trap. That was. Yeah, that's like a box in New York City or wherever it is. Some busy place. Yeah. And I love the chicks like, go kill him, Paul. Kill him. Yeah. And I was like, what then... the hell? And then the guys, the other guy starts winning and... Chicks yeah. like, you know I had to say that. You're the one I really love. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, fuck this chick. <laughs> yeah, just straight up, just let let it, let her deal with it. <laughs> yeah, oddly enough, that trap never really connected with anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was kind of just random, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, was, it was interesting, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I kind of get the idea it was more... I don't think that was a a John Kramer design trap. Yeah. I think that was purely a Hoffman trap. Yeah. But basically, I want to get yeah. the FBI aspect part out of it out of the way before we move on to the yeah part. So basically, Jill's scared. She talks to the police and wants rats out Hoffman so yep. she can give him all the proof, blah, blah, blah. She just needs them to keep her safe. Yep. And, uh... Hoffman knows exactly where she's at, sends the dude, uh, I forget the guy's name, the cop. Yeah. Uh, really forgettable character. But sends yeah. a message to the dude saying, let her go and he'll, all the games will stop. Yeah. And the cop has like a threadbare connection. He's like ratted on Hoffman at one point for being too brutal or something. Yeah, that, that was kind of it. And uh, yeah, basically... They're keeping Jill in a jail cell, but Hoffman breaks in. Yeah. I, I like the way he broke in, though. Yeah, isn't he he was standing behind the glass and shoots or something? Or uh, what was the deal with it? Yeah. I wrote down kills Jill with a jaw trap. Yeah, he, he puts oh, her yeah, in rips the her original. Yeah. What was great about that, it was, it was neat to see that trap actually do what it was made to do. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we've never actually seen it work why is it though i remember two things with uh jill dying like i remember there was uh, a, no, the, there was the, the beginning one, the fake yeah out. yeah that's right. which was awesome in 3d yeah i'm sitting there thinking i'm like wait i remember her dying two times yeah but i remember her waking up because i remember when they have her hanging there like 
you could tell her her tits are fake, like mad fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just the way they look and everything. And I remember like thinking that specifically at that moment. And then yeah. she wakes up and yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's had <laughs> nothing to do with anything, but nope. <laughs> I do gotta say though that Jill though, like she's mm-hmm. a milf for sure though. Yeah. Like, dude, she's hot, man. Yeah, definitely. But anyways, <laughs> but uh, this whole thing is, hold on, alright, yeah, so before we get onto the reveals, because it involves something, basically the whole story with the trap thing is, this dude, who's actually, is the guy, is he from uh, Boondock Saints? Uh, is that the other um, guy that plays the Norman Reedus? I think it might be. I think it's uh, that Evil Within movie, too, that Sean Patrick Flannery or whatever. Yeah. Um, let me just take a look. I have a... I'm wondering if it's, it's the same guy. Let's see. He was in... Uh, he looks a little more chunky than the guy. Filmography. Uh, he was in Powder. He was in uh, Suicide Kings. He was in the Boondock Saints, yeah. Yeah, I figured it was him. Yeah, uh... He's been in quite a lot of stuff, actually. Yeah. I think Evil Within is his most recent one. Yeah. That was filmed years and years ago, but still. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> he's he's claiming to be a survivor. And yeah. And you see the flashback that he was in a bar and friend floated on the audio. He could make a fortune selling the story. Yeah. You know, and basically Jigsaw don't like that, so. Yeah. He decides to put him through the traps, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I gotta say, this one had some lame-ass traps, too, man. It did. I mean, you could tell they put him there to service the C or the uh, 3D. Yeah. Like the first yeah. one is not even a trap. He's like in a cage, and then the bottom I opens, know. and he has to jump over a pit of spikes. Like there yeah. was nothing really trap wise about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then there was like uh, the hung guy. Which one was that? Or one had the guy the the one who was the like boards. Where you yeah, that, that was a that was one of the lamest traps in the whole franchise. Yeah, there was a lot of lame traps, and in that it. was dumb. There was the there was more because there was more people involved. I thought with the lies. What was some other traps to that? There, there was uh, what was there? There was uh, oh man, it, was honestly, only, it was such a forgettable. It was, was that it those two. Um. I'll check Wikipedia. Because I remember the final trap, which has to do with what he was saying in the beginning, because he was claiming he had to put hooks through his triceps or whatever. Yeah, and And then he had to to do it. Yeah, and then he actually... (laughs) I love when he actually pulls himself all the way up to the top. He's getting ready to plug the two things together, and then you just see him rip, dude, and fall. Yeah, yeah. You know, um... Yeah, they were just kind of forgettable, really. Yeah, it was just... I think as they were trying to service the CGI. And... Yeah. The only ones oh, that really were good... There was one good. with the chick where... Remember she's, like, tied... Like, she's tied up, and there's, like, these spikes getting ready to go into her eyes and mouth? Yeah. And, like, yeah. the, the CGI... Or the 3D, it was supposed to look like it was coming at you. Yeah. she's, like, spitting out, like, hot pink blood. Yeah. <laughs> We are forgetting one section, though, the that skinhead gang. 
Oh, with Chester Bennington from Linkin Park? Yeah. That was kind of cool. I thought the prosthetic on Chester Bennington's back looked really fake, though. It did. But it was still brutal to look at, though. Oh, yeah. I just, I loved the fact that, you know... uh, The girlfriend's head under the car tires? Yeah, you know, like, like everything is, like, like, one would affect the other, which would affect the other sort of thing, you know? It was like a... Like a three-step trap, almost, you know. Yeah. Like her head'd get mushed, the other guy'd get like oh, just ripped up and everything. It was just a, a neat scene. Yeah, man. Yeah, but the the actual like the main traps, if you will, were kind of lame. Yeah, they sucked. Yeah. But this uh, now we got that out of the way. There's one aspect of this that makes this good to me is the return of Carrie Elwes oh that's awesome I love when you see him walking in and he basically he don't believe the dude at all yeah you're sitting there wondering why he wouldn't believe him and all that and then it's revealed Carrie Elwes was involved in all this from part two on yeah like he uh, John Kramer ends up helping him out or whatever and then he gives him a little boot or whatever and then ends up you know <laughs> Carrie Elwes or whatever ends up helping him do all these traps and stuff yeah and uh what I don't remember how Hoffman gets to the set of Saw 1 but basically Carrie Elwes leaves Hoffman in that bathroom set to rock yeah. basically and then Carrie Elwes yeah. slams the door yeah essentially you know um uh, we have kind of missed one part. We'll, we can get into just quick. Um, the where the SWAT team goes to where they think um, Hoffman's lair is. Yeah. And it turns out he's got like um, automatic machine guns. Yeah. Hooked up, which come up and literally take out the entire SWAT team and like yeah. everyone that's after him and everything. Yeah, that was kind of lame, man. It was, but I kind of liked the. You know, yeah. The I fact like, that he I, took them all out in one fell swoop, you know, and it's just like yeah. all my, all my, like essentially all of my enemies are gone now. Yeah. So then he goes and he, you know, he takes apart his workshop or whatever, and then he gets abducted by people in pig masks, and that's how he ends up in the in the bathroom. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Before Jigsaw came around, I liked that ending of Carrie always slamming that door shut and having yeah. Hoffman yell at the end. Yeah. So what would you give a final rating of Saul's final chapter? I I give it about a six. Yeah. You know, I think the problem with it is, well, for one, you know, the director really didn't want to do it. Yeah. And you can kind of see that he didn't want to do it. Yeah. It feels like something he was forced into. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, and it, it's a shame, you know, I mean. But after watching this, it makes sense why they didn't make another one for so long. Just yeah. Just because it was played out by this point. It was, completely. Yeah. I, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll give this a 6 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, it's it's okay, you know, there there's some parts which were interesting. I dug the idea 
of like the, the like open air trap, if you will, at the beginning. Yeah. You know, I like that idea oh, that you don't public like, being able to see it and stuff. Yeah, I thought that was just kind of like wow. Yeah. You know, but um, a lot of it I just found kind of forgettable. Yeah. Now, uh, now we're onto the like the main thing. Brand yep. newest one in seven years, Jigsaw. Yep. Which I gotta say right off the bat, the poster. Yeah. That Kramer painted as Jigsaw looked badass. It did, definitely. If the movie was better, I'd buy the poster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll say right now, second, you know, this is the second there's verse. definitely going to be spoilers for this, because since it's so new. Yeah, this you is know, the second if you, worst out of the franchise, man. It is. I Well, the thing is, how long has it been? It's been like seven, ten, years. seven years, you know, and I was expecting this to be the... The rebirth of Jigsaw, if you will, you know? I know, this was like straight to DVD type stuff, man. It was. Like, dude, like, it actually made for TV looking, because the yeah. beginning it's some big action sequence, some big chase scene, and dude's on top yeah. of the roof with the thing, and yeah. you meet the tough badass cop or whatever, you know, tell him to shoot if he pulls the trigger. And basically this whole time you're thinking this cop is responsible for all this. There's something shady with this cop. Yeah. You know? And then the the guy's basically saying there's a game going on right when you shot it. It started this game. Yeah. And then you're introduced to this, like, morgue dude. Yeah. His assistant. Yeah, who was kind of hot. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She <laughs> was, like, uh, on, like, the whole uh, John Creamer fan site and all that. Yeah. But anyways, there's this whole thing, and then... You know, you're not really getting, you're not hearing anything about Hoffman, nothing about uh, Carrie Elways, nothing about any of them. You really only hear about John Kramer, like, yeah. occasionally, when they're like, oh, he's been dead for ten years, it can't be him, dig up his body, yeah. you know. But then yeah. when they dig up the body, it's ends up being the guy from the beginning that was shot, that was in a coma. Yeah. And he's in the thing, and you're wondering what's going on. Yeah. And that's basically with the whole FBI thing till the end. And, uh, but the traps, this is where it gets weird. Like, these people wake up, and it's basically like another guillotine type thing. Yeah. It, it's, it, it is. It's, it's the same trap, let's be honest. Yeah. Except it's in a barn. Yeah. You know? So that goes on, and someone dies. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm trying to think of what other traps there were. There was one before there was, a. What trap came after that? There was the one with the grain and all that with the stuff yeah, falling down. But there was one was, before uh, that. I, the guy tries to go through the door marked no exit. Yeah, before we talk about that, that guy yeah. was my favorite character out of all of them. Oh, definitely. I yeah. mean, a lot of his jokes like didn't we're, hit. We're, like, yeah. were lame. Yeah, like, but they, but they were like, funny oh. lame. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, like, he falls through, and that thing when it tightens around his leg was pretty brutal. Yeah. And then you have the Mario Van Peebles' son. He, they're, like, talking about, hey, stick your hand down there and grab whatever it was. You know the, what I mean? The tape player, yeah. And he's sitting there like, oh, I'm too afraid, I'm too afraid. And the dude, like, with his leg caught looks at him, like, you better get it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what, I love at the end where, uh, no, we'll get to that in a second. But anyway, so yeah. that whole thing, so it ends up tightening. It ends up actually cutting his leg off, and it looks awesome, like, sushi. That, yeah. 
that yeah. that was a great scene. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, he knew that's what it was going to do. Yeah. And he was like humming and hawing and not wanting to pull it. In the meantime, the the other people are stuck in the grain silo, which is yeah, full of the grain, falling. and blades are falling and everything. And I I just love it that, that he never thought, you know, hey, I'll take my belt off and wrap it around my leg before I pull this. Yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I like uh, I like when they he's hearing it and they're the tape tells him, you know, you got to pull the lever to save them, but it will chop your leg off. Yeah. And I like how he looks at him. He's like, go to hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like, well, they're nope. about to go, so, you know. But yeah. I love when that big saw falls into the grain pit. Oh, and yeah. And you see it nick her nose. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just kind of like, oh, crap. Yeah, that was awesome. And then the knives. Like, knives yeah. like goes in the dude's shoulder and everything. Yeah, that that was great. It just like, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> right into the shoulder. And, you know, it, it's pretty damn neat, really. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting idea. Yeah. You know, and I like I liked the next trap, though. Which was that? The big spinny blade. Oh, the, the motorcycle thing? Yeah. I mean, now... What about the, unrealistic, though, man? It's completely unrealistic, <laughs> you know. Um, but the thing with this, which sort of annoys me, is, you know, like, John Kramer's talking to them over the thing, over the jigsaw killer and everything is talking, and it's like, um, the person you sold this to was, like, my nephew. And yeah, that was dumb, man. Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> now, I thought it was awesome, though, you know, the, the chick thinks, like, you know what, I'm going to stick this piece of metal in, in this wheel and stop it going. You know, in real life, though, and it, that would work. Yeah. That rebar, that's strong stuff, man. I don't... It was. I, I, dig, I dig the fact that you know, she did it. It worked. The thing stopped, and then it started again. Yeah. And just shredded the dude. <laughs> yeah, that was badass. I but mean, the thing was cool yeah. because you see that trap in that chick's, yeah. like, warehouse. Yeah. The version that she's made. Yeah, and then uh, you realize this is, like, what it looks like in action. Yeah. That was the last trap as far as they went, right? Well, after that, then um, then it's revealed that the jigsaw killer is wait, John wait, Kramer. There was one trap we missed. The whole thing with the needles. Remember the needles come down oh, and they're yeah. like one is saline, one's the cure. One's acid, acid and one's a cure. Yeah, so you just and, the, and then there's a timer the and the dude's like, which one you want? Which one you want? Because they realize she's the one. Yeah. Like, if I was him, I would have just jabbed her with it because the thing starts yeah. lifting up and they all start hanging. And yeah, she's not letting him jab her with it. It's like, yo, we're all gonna die. Like, you're yeah. taking these needles. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he does and injects yeah, that, her. I love him. that death scene though. That is a gen. That that you see is that up red, there with that eye turn red and everything. Yeah, and then you see the skin kind of like bubbling like underneath. Yeah, that was. That, yeah, yeah. All right, now we can move on yeah. to the whole. Yeah. Yeah. So the, end. the killer is John Kramer. Yeah, it's so revealed. you're kind. Of, yeah, well, isn't it? It's, it's. I'm trying to like put it all into sense here. Yeah. Basically, John Kramer. Lit. What was the deal? What was the whole thing with it? The gist of it was. Um, isn't this all going on before? Yeah, Saw essentially, 1? essentially, this is like Saw Four. 
this is all taking place ten years before. Yeah. And, um, you know, John Kramer is actually there. This takes place before the events of Saw 1 and everything. These people were never found. Yeah, these were like the prototype everything. Yeah, That's essentially. Why it was like buckets on the head and everything. <laughs> I know. But then Honestly, revealed... I, I saw that and I just started laughing, though. And then it's revealed that the morgue dude yeah. was a survivor from that. Was it yeah. that the deal? He was. He was the one part originally. Of all that crew? Yeah, he was the one that supposedly got killed at first. Yeah, there's that. But it turns out he didn't. Yeah, and then he's been helping John Kramer this whole time. Yeah. With him, though, it's a little bit different, because he was a hospital attendant, Yeah, and he screwed up. Oh, switched the sticker. Yeah, I put the wrong stickers on, so, you know, maybe John Kramer's cancer would have been noticed beforehand. Yeah. But he'd screwed up, and, you know. I heard a lot of people talking shit about that connection. I thought it was kind of cool. I mean. Yeah, I dug it as. It was kind of cool. Yeah. But no matter what reason you give, the fact that all these accomplices, it just gets ridiculous, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's way... You have way Hoffman, you have Amanda, you have Carrie Elways, now you have this dude. Yeah. It's like, jeez, man. Yeah, and you know, it's just sort of like, we just got to get to this this part, you know. While this has been going on, we've been seeing the cop essentially... The toughest nails cop or whatever? Yeah. Essentially deciding that the girl is the new jigsaw. Yeah, and she ends up following him or whatever. Yeah. And then him and her wake up. Are you talking about that trap with the laser cutters? Yeah. Um, At at the end, they end up in that. And honestly, that that pissed me off. Yeah. By that time, I was just ready for the movie to be over. You know, I I was clock watching at that point like come on like this thing needs to end man this thing sucks. yeah basically i mean the, the thing is looked fake yeah i mean there was some potential there you know but ha- i i would have preferred it had it been blades yeah you know what's cool though too is uh this uh when the dude the main guy who was helping him yeah. When those lasers are going, remember when they finally, like, go down and you think the dude's dead? Yeah. I remember sitting there thinking, like, why wasn't there any gore or anything, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's just this little bit of blood that dribbles out and stuff. Yeah, and then, and and then you're kinda uh, like... the other dude, he thinks he's lived, he's like, oh, hell yeah, and he starts, he reveals they have to confess, that's what it was, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he has to confess that, uh... People died yeah, because of him yeah. and everything, and... Yeah, then uh, then all of a sudden the other dude gets up and he's like, oh, I got you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the thing, the lasers on him start, and I love the aftermath of that, though. I mean, it's... Oh, that was great. CG, it's CGI heavy, but, but it still, works. it looked badass. It looked like Stranger Things, you know, where their head yeah. uh, like opens up like a flower like that. Yeah, I thought that was really great, great. and I, I dug the fact that since it was lasers, there was no blood. Yeah. It just his head just sort of falls apart. Yeah. And then a bit squirts out from the bottom. It was like, damn. Yeah, man. <laughs> you really? know, it's the sort of thing. The the lasers pissed me off a little bit though. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, there might be surgical lasers in reality, but they're not that powerful. 
No, I know what you mean. You know, and it's just kind of meh. Yeah. You know, essentially what the, what this movie has done, it's it's taken elements from Saw Four, Saw Three, and um, CSI. Yeah. This, you know? mo- this movie's really embarrassing, though, man. It is. Like, I it, mean, like, uh, what's the news? Tobin Bell was better off not doing this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's this sort of thing. I w- I would have preferred to have seen uh, a prequel. Definitely, yeah. You know, but that's essentially um, what this kind of was. Yeah, but I mean, like a proper prequel. Yeah. Like you know, leave off the guys. <laughs> you know, just make Tobin Bell the main guy. Yeah, well, and ju- just do that, you know? Yeah, the thing was, when it starts getting to the laser thing, and this is the fifth accomplice, it just gets too unbelievable to where you're like, fuck this. Yeah. You know, and then, what I, one thing that got on my nerves, and it, like, it, I couldn't stand it, like, right when I heard it and the movie ends, I was like, oh my god. The main line at the end of every single one is game over. Yeah. And then this dude, he, he says something, like... Like I just something about the dead. I don't remember. It's what like it, uh, I I speak for uh, the dead. I speak for the dead. Then shuts the door. It's like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Or just say game over and shut the door. Like I speak. That was a lame line, man. I know that that was literally lifted right out of CSI. Yeah, that was a lame line. But yeah. uh, they used it. to say that we speak for the dead, and it's like, oh. Yeah. So yeah, basically, um, after seven years of waiting, that's what we got. Yeah, you know, I was... The thing is, it's making money. Is it? You know, yeah, it, it costs $10 million to make, and it's currently at $25.8 million. Is that what it for sure made, or was that projected? That's Please. what it's for sure made now. It's the number one movie in a, in the theaters right now. Jigsaw? Yeah. Well, it, all, it came out against some army movie. Yeah, it, it, didn't, else. it didn't come out against anything really... Special, you know? Well, this Friday, Thor is going to knock that down. Oh, definitely. definitely but... Thor is going to blow it out of the water. Um, the, the thing is, you know, I was hoping that this, like I said, that this would be the rebirth of Jigsaw. This is the f- death. This is Yeah, this is the death rattle. Yeah, you know, this is, the, this is the final nail in the coffin sort of thing. Yeah, there's for sure not going to be another one. I, no, our... I'm willing to guarantee it. The only way they could do another Saw movie, honestly, would be to reboot the series. Yeah, and but if they do that, it I mean, who's going to care at that point? No, exactly. It it doesn't need rebooting. You sh- should just end it at 7. Yeah. It was a good enough ending. You see, honestly, though, <laughs> this movie could have been redeemed with yeah. one scene. And that scene would have been right at the very end that, like, Hoffman hobbles out. Yeah, I was, that, I like, was hoping that to he's see That he cut it. off his leg. You know, he cut off his own foot and he got out and everything. And this this guy is his, like, apprentice, if you will. Yeah, I was hoping for a cameo by either Carrie Elways or Hoffman. Yeah. You know, it's the sort of thing. It would have fixed pretty much everything yeah it, w- it would have made this guy like a new um you know like accomplice if you will 
Yeah. N- not some guy that's been there from the beginning and everything that we've just never heard about till now. Yeah. And then, the, and then there's a stupid thing. Since when has, um, um, since when has Jigsaw had like a nephew? <laughs> yeah, that was stupid, man. That was. I mean, it's said in the first movie, like, uh, patient. They didn't even have the to add that cancer guy that he has no family or anything. It's like. Well, obviously he had a sister or a brother to have given him a, a nephew. And, like, what about Jill? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> you know what? Honestly, it was kind of a waste. Yeah, this movie, yeah, it was bad. And the guys that directed it, the, the Spirig brothers, I mean, they have had an Have they done anything else? They did uh, The Big Picture, which was a short film or whatever. They did Undead in 2003. That was pretty good. They did Daybreakers in 2009. I remember that. Uh, Predestination in 2014. I can't even remember. I don't even know what that was. Jigsaw in 2017. And next year they're doing Winchester, the house that ghosts built. Oh, my God. I was actually somewhat excited for that movie. Well, that, that that's kind of an original story, so that might be half yeah. decent. You know, um, I I don't know because I mean, Undead was really good. Yeah. And and Daybreakers was pretty good. It was you know it wasn't horrible. Let's say that. Yeah. I, I can't even remember Predestination. I really can't. I'm bringing it up now, trying to figure out what it is. Uh, I have no idea. It's a 2014 Australian science fiction thriller. Yeah, never heard has of that. E- has Ethan Hawke in it. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Me neither. You know, so, you know, to to bring back an iconic series, you need, uh, you need a good director. Yeah. You know, and I think this was just kind of beyond these guys. Yeah. You know, um... Yeah, this was just... This was like should have been like a sci-fi channel original movie or something. Yeah. Essentially, what what, what this feels like to me... You, you remember um, when Saw first came out and all those, those, like, fake Saw movies started coming out? Yeah. Like, it feels like one of those. Yeah, definitely. It, it feels like a, a a poor bootleg of the Saw series. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. So what would you give Saw, or Jigsaw, scale 1 to 10? Uh, I'm going to give it a 4. Yeah, I'm right there. It was mediocre, average. You know, I yeah. walked out of the theater saying... I remember walking out of the theater being like, that was definitely the worst one out of the whole franchise. Oh, yeah. But well, I, it's a tie I, between, like, three. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I came home after seeing that, and I said to my parents, I was like, you know, well, that's a movie I've seen. Yeah. Have, have Are they familiar with the fran- uh, Saw franchise? They know what it is, but they're not fans or anything. Yeah. But, Both you know. Parents it, wouldn't be. Yeah. No. It was just, it, it, it was there. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think we'd have probably been better off without it. Yeah, definitely. Especially after seven years, I mean. Yeah. I mean, 
like I said, there are plenty of really good directors, I think, that could have done a lot with a Saw. Yeah. With a Saw, like, sequel, you know? But I think, you know, these Spirit Brothers, I, they're better at um, original stuff. Yeah. You know? Um, they just they just weren't the right fit. You, you know, you know, honestly, who would have been great for this? They, they'd never give it to him. But who would have been perfect for this would who? have been uh, Stephen Biro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From Unearthed the Films. Gilly, guinea pigs or whatever? Yeah. You know, like, give it give it to him. Let's see what he would do. Give him free reign. Yeah. You yeah, know? That would be badass. I mean, we've seen what he can do just with, like, a bunch of, like, like essentially garden tools. Yeah. Let's see what he could do with, uh, you know. A big budget with, with traps. And, like, John Kramer-level traps, you know? Yeah, that'd be badass. Yeah, it would, you know? But, unfortunately, I'm pretty... I think this is... I think this is the end. Yeah, definitely. You know, or if any more come out, they're going to be straight to video. Or sci-fi channel or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't see any more getting made. Yeah. Yeah. So, so guys, that was our pretty much retrospective of the Saw franchise. Uh, yep. I gotta say, I'm really glad they're all over. So am I. You Damn, know, so even just I. talking about them, I'm starting to get a headache, even just yeah. thinking about everybody in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, There's but, so much crossover and everything, and I give this happened in this. That, and, but yeah. eight movies is too many to be crossing over like that. Yeah. If it I was mean, like, ended at three, it would have been cool and clever, but after this many, it's it's too much. Yeah. Honestly, I would have ended the series at four. Yeah. You know, I mean, it told the all of John Kramer's story. Yeah. We didn't really need any more. Yeah. So, <laughs> now that we've done that, I'm thinking next weekend we'll, we'll want to record our uh, Real Gore releasing episode. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So, our next episode will be... Uh, Four real gore releasing label released four movies: uh, Orphan yep. Killer, Masks, Violent Shit, and uh, The Curse of Doctor Wolfenstein. Yep. So we're gonna watch those, review them, and hopefully there's some better news comes out. This yeah. Week. It should yeah. since Halloween's done. There should be kicking off some more news or whatever. Yeah, definitely. So we'll bring that to you, and then uh, at some point this week for sure. Yeah, we are gonna do a a commentary like our first tumbling podcast commentary. Yeah, for Adam Green's Hatchet. Yep. I'm assuming you're still down for that. <laughs> Definitely, I'm so looking forward to that. I've yeah, been waiting for a reason. A, yeah, I want to say a series <laughs> where we do commentaries and stuff. You know. Yeah. And I figured for like our very first inaugural commentary, might as well do Hatchet because. Yeah. Some of the best commentaries I've heard are fan commentaries from Adam Green. Yeah. You know, he does, yeah, I think he has one on Friday the 13th, Part 6. That's cool. So anyways, <laughs> but he does a lot of fan commentaries, so it would be cool. You know, there's a lot of stuff I know about it, a lot of cool stuff, you know. Yeah. So that'll be fun. So at some point this week we'll do that. We'll post on the Facebook Yeah. When what night we're doing that. But yeah, that's basically it. So uh, yep. next week we'll be coming at you with the Real Gore Collection. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. This is Corey's Crypt. This is BDG Reviews. Peace. Peace.